Hey everybody, welcome to Throne Riches Podcast. This is Eric. And I'm Daryl. Welcome to the auto podcast that loves a good TLCA event. On this episode of Throne Wrenches, we're talking Southern Cruiser Crawl. Elon has created his version of an AI chatbot. And did we mention we're speaking about Southern Cruiser Crawl? I think we did. Right. All that and more on this episode of Throne Wrenches. in that smash mouth yeah i feel like it's a it's a good homage yeah i mean i think that what that basically means with jimmy buffett and smash mouth still in the intro nobody else of any musical importance has died in the last two months that's good right yeah i guess so (laughs) hey everybody thanks for listening and enjoying the fun of the show as we always say send an email (laughs) send an email to info at thrownwrenches.com or post review on itunes to be heard all around the world. Daryl, I have not checked the reviews lately. Shame on me. No, I haven't either. So Maybe same, the mighty Throwing Wrenches fact checkers can get on that while we're introducing our special guest to the show. What? Should we do like the, the dating game? We got, just, <laughs> Tater like, number one, would you uh, tell us your favorite color? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's try that and see how that goes. <laughs> or we could talk about his favorite 80 series Land Cruiser, Land Cruiser. Welcome, Mr. Jacob Irish. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. The enthusiasm is palpable. That's right. Yes. Always. Right. That's closer. It's our studio audience. No, it's good to have you back. Jake, uh, Jacob, uh, of course, you reminded us, you were here, what, a year ago almost? Yeah. To, a, to a the year, day. Almost almost to the day. Yeah. Late yeah. October of last year. And that was the episode we, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we talked a lot about tractors. But it wasn't yeah. an all-tractor show. No, it was not an all-tractor show. So that's fine. I mean, we'll talk more about that later. But um, always willing to have you back on and love hearing the <laughs> adventures. I like yeah. that. No, this is, this is, this is good. <laughs> some, well, some guys. Willing we don't, to risk. <laughs> we don't have like a band from Throwing Wrenches list, do we? We don't have that. Mm, no. Not no, yet. Not, not I, immediately. There's some people who have banned us from the premises uh, that we recorded at, but that's that's a whole other story. Well, you know, they change owners, so I think we could probably get back in there. Probably. Yeah. No, by the fine. way, uh, we have been banned by our listeners because we're stuck at 33 ratings on iTunes. Now, to be fair, I think on Spotify, mm-hmm. we've got like a lot, a lot of of like marks for stars, but you don't get feedback. We don't get to see what the reviews are or anything like that on Spotify. It kind of sucks. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How can we improve? I don't know. We, I mean, we need we, to without, know. We need our KPIs. God, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It. Stop. <laughs> that This is dangerously close to work. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I do this for fun. Medallia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, your, thank your you. Your NPS score. Oh, jeez. I left a good review. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> another one. Some of the oh. best. Some of the best reviews that I get at work. Are I went me. on a tangent about how Medallia sucked in corporate America like Toyota. So it's just like a like a review platform? Yeah, you don't know Medallia. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I, I know it must what be, it is. So. It must be just retail that deals with Medallia. Yeah. 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 Healthcare's a little different, but I mean, it's the same. You right? know, Darryl's... I knew Eric could read it, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and Toyota does. Daryl Scott may, may not be much about retail, but let me tell you a little bit about Daryl Scott. Mm-hmm. He missed oh. his car club to be here. And when he's not saving old cars for the kids of tomorrow, he's fixing up the Scott Auto Museum. That drywall report in the last pre-show, well, it worked. He's fully mudded and he's ready for paint. He's no Bob Vila. He's Daryl Scott. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's that's, uh, some kind kind words. Almost ready. Almost got everything primed down there. But, uh, you know, if you don't know, uh, my co-host here, if you need a good recommendation for a burger or a barbecue joint, (laughs) he's got a list of places you should try. Unfortunately, Freddie's Famous Custard is not on his list. Mm-mm. He's the man who really, please, just wants a steak burger. Is that too much to ask? He's Mr. Eric Stahl. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. And, and to be fair, I've been repressed in my, my Freddy's by my wife, my hateful yeah. steak and shake former employed wife. Well, that explained it. We talked a little bit in the pre-show, which, yeah. by the way, Patreon members get to hear some really, really good fast food talk. Um, <laughs> and, and it was. It was. <laughs> But we also learned why uh, the long-suffering Mrs. Stahl might not like Freddy's frozen custard. Right, somebody's got a phone going on here. Encroaching on her turf. Is it me? Uh, I think it might have been Jake. All right. Let's right. keep it a little further okay. from the mic right. there, Jake. All right. And if you don't know Jake, well, we always say he has the luck of the Irish. He must be one of the lucky ones. We must be the lucky ones to have him in our presence here tonight. We missed him on the trip back from Colorado, but we have lots of stories to tell about this past trip to Arkansas. We're still holding out hope for an all-tractor episodes of Throwing Wrenches. He's Jake Irish. Hey. <laughs> oh, he's still holding out hope. Did he's, you write that last part? I, I might. I might have. Okay, might have you, sprinkled you, in some. Yeah. All right. You you put a little Mrs. Dash on my intro. I did. <laughs> it's, it's better than putting on some Mrs. Doubtfire. So, uh, and for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, we want to thank our longest running sponsor, and that would be Fort's Toyota of Pekin. Now, where is that, Eric? It's in lovely North Peak, Illinois. The, How about that? The center of the Tri-County area. It's 15 minutes from anywhere, as they say. And what do they sell? Is it... Uh... Well, new and used Toyotas, Daryl. Of and course. Certified, pre-owned, you name it. Of course. Uh, they're on the web at toyota-peakin.com. Happy to uh, do business and, and, and help serve your automotive needs, whatever they might be, whether it's a snazzy new GR Corolla or... That really cool conversion van, that big Chevy Express that's yeah, got the couch what, in it. I don't know what happened to that. It's still on the site. Is I, it? Yeah, I looked it's at it last still night. Listed. So I did I. Not, did I, you look? <laughs> I'm like, mm, when I drive mm, 14 grand, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's tempting. I mean, it's it's tall money, but it is beautiful. I no, mean, it's, it reminds me of that uh, that prom from 1987. I, I sent you guys that that link of the <laughs> of the conversion van. It's got 500 horsepower, and they're it's like, wow, insane. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, like so, there was a, there was a meme uh, uh, earlier this week. I saw it was like. Remember, like, back in the day, it was a threat. Like, you know, someday if you don't go to school, you're going to live in a van down by the river. Yeah. And now it's like, uh, what no, was it? I if paid. I sell all my belongings, I can finally afford a van <laughs> and live down by the <laughs> river. Fifty and grand put, van, right? Put yeah. my life 50, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. A 1985 Volkswagen van again for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And yeah. Like you know, what? Maybe maybe our priorities were wrong back in the day. Yeah. But now, if people don't know, I do work at Fort's Toyota, and yeah. one of the coolest things we've done here recently. I just went to Dallas for this. Uh, Smart Path service. Smart Path is Toyota's new. Um, initiative for transparent sales and transparent service and smart path service includes now video multi-point inspection so if you're a customer of forts or you want to be a customer of forts just make sure you swing by and you get that walk around video and look underneath your car that maybe you are missing cool it's pretty cool yeah definitely 
Yeah. This is the future, kids. Is that that's rolled out right now? It is. It is. Awesome. Uh is it, it rolled out this is kinda of, sorry, this is getting off the commercial. Obviously Ford's Toyota, find them on the web, www. Toyota dash Pekin or at all the socials at Forts Toyota. Um, we started rolling it out in June and uh, it kind of got mucked up there. So as I've gotten back in the saddle, we are reinitializing it. Very nice. cool tools. Yeah. So yeah, and I had that, that meeting in Dallas and showed me some extra cool stuff that we have. That we, the best thing about training when you get a new process is they don't show you all the features. They like, mm. oh, here's how mm-hmm. it works. And then you do it all wrong for like three months. Then you have like a, a follow-up meeting. Like, oh, you got this and this and this. You're like, oh, the trainers didn't tell us about that. Because it's really at the discretion of the trainers at the time, you know, when they're in your store for a week. It's kind of like when you get a new microwave, you just keep hitting 30 seconds and then just keep hitting it. Because you're like, I don't, there's too many buttons. But there's meat. There's, there's, all, there's all these other features. You're not using them. Right? I guess. No, it's cool. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Um, and that reminds me, I need to get my tundra in for service before winter. There you go. I'll do. I'll. I'll even assist on that oh, walk around video. I, I can't wait. Swell guy. Yeah. Do yeah. I get a walk around video? No. Maybe. Kenny. Oh, do, no. Maybe. Kenny does some of the best. Honestly. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. You might be scared. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do you know about Patreon? Do you know about iTunes uh, Premium? Do Jacob, you know, do you know about these services? Jacob does. Yeah, he does because he's a Patreon member. You know what Patreon members get? Stickers. Well, Jake didn't get anything, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll see Jake. I don't have to use the mailbox for Jake. I'll see him. Just take some snacks on your way out. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. He's got snacks here. I know where they're kept. <laughs> Patreon members get an awesome pre-show. Uh, at least that. Jake. I, can't, I don't have to put that one in the mail for Jake. He can get it anytime he wants. If he has a Patreon app or if he's an iTunes premium subscriber, he gets that awesome pre-show. Tonight, it was an hour and 20 minutes of, well... Uh, traffic patterns in East Peoria, mm-hmm. uh, possibly uh, fast food joints. What else yep. did we talk about? Oh, NFTs. Yeah. Do you even know what NFT stands for? Because we gave you the definition in the pre-show. So you definitely want to sign up for this. If you're an iTunes uh, user, you can actually buy the episodes individually, or you can sign up for an annual subscription. If you're a Patreon member, uh, it's just a monthly subscription. We'd love to have you, and it supports the show. Get us, gets us these beautiful mics, gets us that great mixer. And keeps the wives off our back about the bills for servers and stuff like that. So, thank you very much, Patreon subscribers. Do we have any twisms? Anybody? Mm, anybody? No? I don't think so. No, no, nothing's blowing up the, uh, the the social medias this week that I that I know of. I'm mostly just watching dumb TikToks where people make bologna sandwiches or like the most basic garbage food can we blame steve brown for your tiktok addiction uh i mean blame is a strong word <laughs> what uh, does sarah think about it enlightening she she uh, she despises it is she on it no she refuses good for her she's why is that see, okay yeah wh- why is that a cool thing see that's the no th- my wife doesn't use it either angela didn't use uh Facebook either. No, we've, we've, I, there's a, there's a, there's definitely a demographic that's like I will never be on that, and if anyone who is is a terrible human, but and both I'm of not, them would watch Hallmark. Yeah, and uh, what's the difference? Uh, well, the th- here's what I get, and I want to say shout out to Steve Brown. Uh, you can you can follow him at uh, Cannonball GMC downtown. Steve Brown, incredible stuff. We can talk about him in a moment, but um, he's he's just doing really good stuff on TikTok. But stuff you see on TikTok makes it to Instagram four weeks later. And then everyone's like, have you seen this? But yeah, I saw it a month ago. Bye. Is that, is that what happens? Yeah, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. oh, so Tick, yeah. TikTok's where it's at. It's like the, that's where people debut stuff. And then everyone reformats it or, or shares it on Instagram. Or steals it. Stories or shorts. Mixes it. Yeah, it's dumb. Like the internet sucks. Short, shorts on YouTube's gotten a lot better. 
It is. Yeah. I can't watch shorts on my TV though. That's what sucks is I like I can, but the, on the app now. Well, I get it on the app. I, I understand it's made for my cell phone. Yeah, but, but not the TV. Like yeah, on my TV, it's like one third of my screen. I'm like, this is kind of oh, lame. it's yeah. like oh, yeah. Yeah, that's also why my wife doesn't like TikTok, because usually I take over the TV with it, or I play the TikTok app on my TV. My, by the way, my TV's compromised. Um, and she's <laughs> and just... how many times you get some old lady who's like doing some age filter that mixes in with that? I mean, I see that stuff all the time on my TikTok. Yeah, yeah. There's one, <laughs> there's one, and it's just a woman who's a nurse, and she does TikToks of her eating uh, mostly hard-boiled eggs for lunch. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's like 40 seconds wow. of her eating a hard And the more you egg. watch her, the I, more they spoon feed that stuff, right? I, I have a different yeah. algorithm, apparently. Yeah. My, mine's all like windsurfers, <laughs> paragliders, mountain bikers. It's the weirdest thing. And then I got this gal who uh, lost like 500 pounds, and she keeps putting on stretchy suits to cover it up. I'm like, wow, I don't know. I think, hold on. <laughs> Jacob, what kind of videos are you served up? Uh, corporate math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> corporate math um, is this just basically bad mouthing i mean and you can totally see it now yeah, i was yeah. like that's i'm fed up with the uh, your life sucks if you work in a job like this yep. and do this do what you know basically just life advice so i i think we're all gonna just delete Cooper our tiktok Rome. accounts yes. is that what we're doing i, I, I don't use mine enough i, I, I started I'm, I'm served up a lot of toyota like 80 series Land Cruiser and, that. and Forerunner stuff. Okay, that's normal. So I think we finally it, touched. Just full <laughs> I'm like, wow, these guys get a lot of views for. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then though. you watch Fast Lane I, I took, Truck. I took and... one of those sounds, and I think I had over 1,000 views on a video, and I don't have anybody on. And I'm like, wow. You know, yeah. So there's definitely a following on there. There's, hmm. some, there's some good juju there. Yeah. But at the same time, TikTok can be a marvelous place for just the niche of particular, like, I only am interested in Toyota Tacomas. I'm yeah. only interested in vintage mm-hmm. race cars. I'm only interested. And if- they call that the echo chamber, Daryl. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that- yeah. That's yeah. fine. You need to branch out. Maybe you might like a Nissan Frontier Hardbody, but you'll never know because you've surrounded yourself with Tacoma owners. I f- I Not fe- that I care about Frontiers, but yeah. I-, I feel like, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. And we'll get back <laughs> to the show, I, I promise. But uh, when I was pulling into the parking deck at work today, Someone pulled up in front of me in a really clean, uh, like, first-gen Xterra. Mm, yeah. Oh, with, like, the roof rack. That was, like, a, that bright yes. blue. And I'm like, you know, I remember the day when those things came out. And I'm like, these are kind of cool. And then they disappeared. They were, I think the sticker price was, like, twenty grand on those when they first came out, too. They were they were really reasonable. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, and, and this thing was clean, so it probably was from, like, out west or something. Yeah. But uh, definitely. It, it had it to be because the frames were toast on those things. You don't they? you don't see many here in the Midwest that you can't stick your finger right through the cross members, on, especially by the radiator. Mm, terrible, terrible condition. Yeah. yeah. It, de- it definitely made me do a double take, so. Oh, well, I'll Google that later. Maybe there'll yeah. be some TikTok action with the Xterra talks or something. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah, your phone's listening, so. It better be. Tonight, it's all hard bodies <laughs> and, and not the kind that we were looking for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, thanks this for listening. Free show. Yeah, no, this, it might as well be. Um, that's that's kind of not much else on the social media front. All right, it's time for the first segment of the show. Are you ready for this one, Daryl? Let's hear it. 
projects. Top yeah, notch. Sorry, sorry. Top notch hey. uh, production. So this is a section of the show where we kind of talk about the stuff we're kind of working on in the garage. I have a sound effect for mine, guys. Are you ready you? for this? Yeah. I, I want you to guess what you think this is. Okay. All, All right. right. So here we go. This I is like guessing games. <laughs> What is that? Have you played again? I is this I, you know, animal, it. vegetable, yeah, mineral? It's it's uh, well, it's mineral maybe. I guess. Sounds like a bearing. Sounds like like it's, grinding metal on. It's almost like a like a brake lathe. Like you ever put oh, a yeah? I thought put a like, oh yeah, uh, like a lathe, and you're hearing it just like. Uh-huh. So I, I like where Jake's going because <laughs> this is. Uh, I, I re- <laughs> Is that seriously? <laughs> yeah. This, okay. I, I replaced the. Uh, so, uh, let's let's just back up. Sorry, here. I'm laughing because you showed a picture of his yeah, yeah. camper. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway, so I have a uh, Riverside Retro camper. It's a 16 footer. It's called a 166. It's a cute little thing that my wife and you have used, and uh, we use it once this this year. And I I don't know if I talked about it in the last show because well yeah. actually we must have because it was after the. Uh, after the hill climb, yeah, it was you made, barely made it home. You said, "What are the brakes was dragging?" Or yeah, something so on I it? couldn't. It would go forward, but when I backed up, that wheel was just locking up. Well, afterwards, I don't know that I'd done this before. I I took it all apart, and the inside, the guts, the shoes were still in place, but there's like a uh, a magnetic portion to trailer brakes where mm. it like clamps on the side of the uh, of the drum. And that was mangled. It was destroyed. The the, the it was just wire mesh wrapped around everything. Mm. And uh, it just, oh, dude, it was putrid in there. So took it all apart, took the bearing out. You know, you take take the the, uh, the crown off and the nut and the washer and take the bearings out and you slide the drum off. Because it's all, the, the drum itself actually holds the bearings. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't have a photographic memory, but the, the drum shows, I mean, the drum is very easily, there's a, a bearing on the outside, a bearing on the inside, and greased it i watched like 20 videos on how to, to put to, to smash to pack it, yeah. yes exactly and uh well th- what you heard was after i reassembled everything that's the noise now to be fair i didn't do any adjustment on the e-brake or, or the drum brakes maybe that's the dragging of the brakes on on the drum Maybe that's the magnetic portion dragging on there. There's an adjuster on the back. I didn't mess with it because we were really just trying to get everything in in the get into storage and into storage yeah. for the winter. So I did that thing I always do. I'll deal with it next spring. What's well, funny? <sighs> it's funny because th- that's one of those things that isn't a big deal until March. Yeah, and then you're like, why the uh, heck did I do this yes, to myself? Yes. Yeah. But the the thing is, weather's turning. I I winterized it. And I just I don't have time to screw with it. And and and, and the other fickle part about the Midwest here is it, I have to do, really do it outside. I don't have a big enough barn to do this stuff inside. I guess I kind of do. I mean, you get the height. I I could make concessions for it, but really I'm just it, I'm to this this point now. I got the yard ready, got the tractors ready, got the camper winterized. I'm trying to make sure I got everything set up to get everything put away for the winter. Sure, because yeah. I don't want to deal with stuff in my yard. So I'm like, you know what? I'm out of time. I'm not. I'm not going to run back and forth to town. Not going to go back to. Actually, I'll tell you this: Mutual Wheel in East Peoria. Yeah, dude, hooked me up. Really? I, I walked in there with the old assembly. He knew exactly what I needed. Knew the bearings. Knew the seal. He knew everything. I wish he would have been there when I installed it to make sure I did it right. Right? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't sell me grease. He had to go buy grease at Farm and Fleet later. But um, 
I've heard good things about that place. It's, and it is nice that, that, that there's certain places that just specialize in, like, one thing. Yeah. You know, like, how's this place in business? It's because they rock and they do. Yeah. I mean, it, that's all they focus on. Dude. So we we joke all the time. In my Jake knows this. There's a technician in my shop called Kenny. The Kenny. Kenny's old school. Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny's been in the business for a long time. Kenny's 55 years old. His body is getting broken from doing his job for so long. They have a Kenny at this place. The guy who waited on me basically rolled up on a on a one of those micro shopping carts from Ross. Mm. He was leaning hard on because he can't barely walk. His back shot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's overweight and he's curled over this thing. And he's like pushing it around like it's a friggin' walker. Yeah. And he just basically did the loop back into the the warehouse. Got me everything I needed. Came right back with the Ross cart. Never took his arm off of it. Nice. He like lives on that cart while he's there. I'm sure the rest mm-hmm. of the guys make fun of him. Like my guys make fun of you know Kenny in my shop as he rolls around in a chair. But Kenny and this guy have knowledge, just buckets of knowledge in their head that 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 can't get transferred. That can't be in a computer. Yeah. When guys like that leave the industry, holy smokes, it's a it's a massive vacuum. So your your brake setup on there, would you just get new bearings and seals? Is yeah. that what you did? Yeah, it's one seal. Okay. Uh, on the backside. That, and so that was... <clears throat> The way the spindle sits, I have to believe the spindle holds the bearing in a certain spot, and then I, I tapped in the the seal on the backside. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the way that sat there because I would have to, I would have to literally go down another quarter inch to, to go down to the bearing. I thought. So yeah, and there's a there's a particular way you put them in that you get like a seal driver, and if you drive them in too far, it it, it I just tapped it flush. Yeah, the, that's the way, what, what I was described was just tap it flush, and it went in there just fine. Yep. Uh, I, I do think maybe I need to put more grease in there. I'm ready to take it back apart and just shove more grease in there. I think it was cold when I did it Sunday morning, and I just... Just dude, got it done. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. You put on some gloves, and you get cold grease outside, and you're trying to pack bearings. Oh, yeah. Talk about a nightmare. Nothing's yeah. coming off your glove. Nothing's sticking to the metal. It's it's terrible. Think of the days before the nitrile gloves happened, and you just did it on your bare hands. Well, and it, I got to the point where I was just like, so this was the best. When I was all done, I was like trying to take the gloves off. Well, both my hands are covered in red grease. So what I do, I take my, my teeth, mm. and I try and bite the bottom of the glove. Well, then I end up with grease on my nose, and then I'm just biting off chunks of the glove. The glove isn't coming off because yeah. my teeth are holding on to it. I'm just like spitting yeah. blue rubber all over the place. <laughs> Eventually, I'm like, screw it. I just took one hand and said, I'm going to get dirty with this hand. I got to do whatever I got to do. That sounds like a fun time. It was great. Yeah. And Angela was over raking leaves on the other side of the yard <laughs> while I was over there swearing. And, anyway. Well, if you need a hand with brake stuff, uh, feel free to, to, to hit me up. I think I might take apart the other side just to see. How t- Everybody always says you do both sides. But I knew it's I had like a problem headlights. with one side. huh? It's like headlights. Yeah. Well, one goes out, you do. Just it was 100 bucks. Yeah. Actually, I think he charged me 200 bucks for everything, for the, the drum. Because most people probably don't need the drum. Most people probably just need the brake pad set up and the backing plate. Unless it was overheated and warped they it You could something. tell it was warped. When I spun it before, you could see it was just completely out of round. So that's why I just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yep. err on the yeah. side of caution, just get a brand new one. So, so I probably would have been about 100 bucks if I just would have got what I needed. So I could, yeah, maybe. Anyway, so that was my project. And then, uh, well, I guess the only thing, I got Tree Hugger 1 doing some work on. I probably drove it down to Arkansas and safely, believe it or not. So we'll talk about that in the regular <laughs> show. <laughs> Details. Anyway, Daryl, what's going on besides drywall over there at the Scott 
Auto, auto Museum in North Peoria. Nothing. Just primer and getting ready to put some flooring and trim in and hopefully be done. Nice so. asbestos flooring? What are you doing? Uh, no, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, no. I'm just probably going to do a vinyl plank. So nothing fancy. So downstairs, is, uh, that's what I've been focused on. I put the cars away for winter. I was going to do East Peoria. had a, a veterans parade last weekend, and I was gonna. that was going to be my last hurrah. Yeah. And it was nice weather. It was great. It was like 59, sunny. It was mm-hmm. perfect on Saturday. And the last time I took our 55 Plymouth out, which is predominantly our, our nice, pretty driver that's very reliable. The, uh, the like, blue, the yeah. turquoise blue one? Turquoise blue. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's our, one of our favorites. Uh, the brake lights didn't work. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's When I bought the car, the brake lights didn't work. And it's because Plymouth, just like Ford and a lot of other manufacturers, used a, a plumbed a hydraulic pressure switch in line. So every time you hit the brakes, the hydraulic pressure hits this little pin, and it completes the circuit, turns your lights on. Chevy and a lot of other GM stuff and Ford um, later started just using a mechanical switch. They got rid of the hydraulic because they suck. They're Mm. terrible. And whatever happens over time, some reason, over time, those switches stop working, so you really have to stand on the brakes to get the lights to come on. So it doesn't really work if you're in stop and go traffic. It's you know if you're just kind of like riding the brakes casually, they they don't. So has this on. got like some copper piece that's like rubbing on another piece of copper to make? Uh, no, it's. I, I honestly have no idea. I've never taken one of those switches apart. I yeah. just know that everybody's like, yeah, get a couple spares because they do go out. Well, <laughs> it's been like five years it, it went out, so I ordered another one. Didn't fix the problem, so I test test the wiring. If you short the two terminals out, the lights come on just fine. Well, maybe it's a faulty switch. A lot of these things are cheap now, so I just go buy another one. Bought another switch, put it in. Nothing. <laughs> so that tells me it's the master cylinder isn't building enough pressure to trip that switch, even though the car stops fine. Mm-hmm. There's no problem with the brakes. They're really nice and firm, and I put a new master in it when I bought the car five, six years ago. So I don't know what that is, and just like you, I'm like, I'll push it in the garage. <laughs> and I'm going to deal with this in the spring. And I fired up the Fury, thinking I'll take that instead. Yeah, because it's not great. I still have some stuff to sort on it, but I'm like, it could at least do a little yeah. short parade over in East Peoria and then come back home. I started up. It's got a big misfire. Uh, oh no! Nothing changed the last time I. I mean, I drove it into the garage, went out to dinner with my wife, had a great time, ran fine. So I think the distributor, something inside the like points or something's jacked. So I have a whole new distributor for that. Same thing. I'm like, do I put this in now? Do I spend all Saturday doing this? Or do I mow yeah. and finish, you know, get yeah. the snowblower out, do yeah. all the Midwestern stuff yeah. right before winter? I put it in the garage and said, I'll deal with it in the spring. Yeah. Oh, you, so, got, you got two to my one. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get there. And it gives, you know, it gives us time over the winter to prioritize and come up with a hit list. And fret and fritter. Well, that's what I do. Do you do that too? <laughs> no, I do a lot of front. Like two yeah. a.m. You're like, what, what could it be? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'll do for six months, <laughs> <laughs> and then April or May I'll fix it. But uh, no, I don't. I don't know. That's what works for me. Uh, it's probably not a good policy. Jacob, do you put what? stuff away? And... I did have one question. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I want to go back. Yeah. So you have a three car garage at the Scott Auto Museum. Yeah. What do we have? In storage at the Scott Auto Museum this year. Do you have four cars in there, or do you have no, three? No, just uh, just the three. I've got the the Fury and the Cadillac and the and the and the Double Bay, which take up all of the space because both those cars are nineteen Huge, yeah. feet long. Uh, and then I've got our fifty five Plymouth in the other bay. So Oscar, so, the so forty seven Chevy, is in an undisclosed location in Bork. Uh, Bork storage unit, storage unit. Oh. So, yeah, I feel bad because I, I I took that out once this year. Yeah, I missed that car. I should have driven it all summer. It's a great car. Yeah, 
I'm just next year it's gonna remind you that it was gonna be a good car last year. Mm-hmm. It'll be poorly behaved next year. Yeah, I'll take that out and you know, brakes won't work on that or something. So that'll <laughs> yeah, be fine. Okay. Jacob, you never like put stuff away in a shed and deal with it later, right? Do you all your stuff <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big shed. He has a nice My big shed to hide stuff. Are full of stuff that I was gonna deal with later. <laughs> just I mean how many years ago? Uh, no, it's fine. No, your I, stuff, he only your moved stuff there three works. or four years ago. Your stuff all you, you've well, got. Okay, so like m- my mechanical stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. other stuff like uh, it's it's this other stuff. Okay, just stuff I might use later. So that George Carlin uh, f- bit. F- for example, I have a <laughs> more I have stuff. A, a, uh, it's a K two. You know, it's a big forty five quart cooler. Yeah, I, I hadn't touched it since last January. I was like, oh, we were moving stuff around. I went to pick it up. And I go, oh my god, it's full of something. Yeah. Was it? Was it full of? Full of bushlight apples. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was like no, no brisket. I, I didn't. Ha- I didn't put any ice in it. I just I put the beers inside there. They the, went all through last winter because it was mild, and all summer inside of a cooler. Drink so one. I, cracked, I did. They're fine. Really? They didn't yeah. explode. The hot no. heat didn't. Okay. Well, I mean, it's one of those. It regulates. But, I mean, th- th- so you ask me, do I put stuff away and deal with it later? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they even make Bushlight Apple anymore? No. It's trail beer, man. <laughs> trail beer next year. Yeah, it'll come out in the spring. Great oh, Smoky Mountain Trail Ride. Uh, what, they, what other events can we take but, it to? I, I guess with the 80, it's probably going to turn into that. It kind of is. I'm just I'm waiting to get it back. But I've got some stuff on order that I plan to put on in the winter. But I don't have like a heated garage or shed, so yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a... A week before the first trip next year, going. Oh, and for folks who don't, who what, what do you, just yeah. joined your your eighty series Land Cruiser is is what what year and what have you done so, to it? Uh, it's a ninety seven. Okay. And um, I'm sure there's part of this whole tonight that we're going to talk about how it was named and all that fun. Sure. Thing, right? Oh yeah. Um, it's ninety seven eighty series Land Cruiser. Uh, I bought it uh, sight unseen. From Facebook, a Facebook group. Um, it was extremely nerve-wracking, but there was enough conversation and live video in today's world that I was like, you know, I'm going to just go for it. And if I see it and something's wrong, like, I'm probably not going to lose a lot because I'm bringing a, I brought it from Texas, had it brought up with the shipping company that I've mm-hmm. dealt with before. Rust-free. And I, it, it's, it's. That is the best part. Like, that was the truest part. Like, there were some things I'm like, okay, it's really starting to show its age. But the the rust-free part of it, it's... Huge. It's huge here it's, in the Midwest. It's kind of insane. Because any bolt I've taken, I've done underneath of it with mm-hmm. no mechanical experience, it just comes right off. Yeah. Stuff and, that you and don't you know get. that it's 25 years old. It's got 275. This was not a garage kept mm-hmm. collector's rig, but I I, I bought it sight unseen. Had it, had it brought here. Uh, Forts went through it all. I I've taken it out west. I took it down to Arkansas. Um, it's got some miles put put on it. To your credit, I mean, you took a 1997. You knew nothing about. And maybe yep. drove it around. I mean, I don't know how many miles you put on before you had Not it out to Colorado. As much as I could. Yeah, but uh, but realistically, I mean, I, I, I give you, dude, you got you know gonads, uh, whatever you want uh, to say, to do that because 
I, I don't know, man. I and I I'll, I'll, I drive a beater tree hugger, but she's still only thirteen years old, and I put a hundred and thirty of those thousand miles on it. So I kind of know. I have an intuition when mm-hmm. the brakes are bad or when something's acting up. Dude, you just went in cold. It's it's seems twice twice yeah. as old, slightly yeah. crazy, yeah. but good for you. It was, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but there there is an adventure out of it. But in in all reality, I think it wasn't the vehicle that I was gutsy with. It was the fact that we were going on a trip that I have the trip part I have taken before. Yeah, yeah so no surprises so was, there. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't this totally new. The vehicle was totally new, but where we were going. Sure. And I kind of had, well, you you plan for stuff, yeah. but then you you don't realize that it's only going to go wrong when you can't plan for it ahead. Because yeah. I thought, <laughs> if I get out there and two days in, something catastrophic happens, <sighs> I'm off work. Yeah. I, I know enough guys. I could plan, schedule to get it picked up and have someone trailer it haul it back to Illinois. Sure. And it would have been, I quoted before I went, like 600 bucks. I'm like, you know, that. not much can go wrong on the interstate, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong in the mountains on the trails, right? Yeah. Right. No. Right. <laughs> of course not. Anyway. How, bi- how bizarre. <laughs> so anyways, well, so besides yeah. your 80 series, you got you got some cool toys at home. What, uh, what have you been working on tractor-wise? Yeah. And- um, my tractor, I've been using it kind of. Got some brush cutting done, and then uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yesterday, I hooked the backhoe back up and took out some stumps um, that needed to be done. I'd cut the trees, and I, you know, just kind of, and I had a tree fall over on that last big storm we had. And, a little fall cleanup. Uh, my backhoe took it out and nice. put it on a big pile of brush. I haven't burned yet. But that's always fun. Tractor stuff is is always it's like a therapy. Yeah, definitely. There's something. There is something mm-hmm. to that, and then your your actual your your garage. You got a nice outbuilding, couple outbuildings. Yeah, but uh, what I, are you um, doing out there this season? So, uh, when I bought the place, it had a garage door out in the back, and this big. I mean, it's a great shed. It's like a thirty-two by thirty-two foot. Mm-hmm. But they put a standard <laughs> standard like, height standard height seven foot garage door in the back that. Like the Land Cruiser barely got into, and I'd have to fold down the ROPs on the tractor, and it 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 really was way too small. Sure. Um, I have this customer of mine who's bought a lot of equipment from me. He kind of does small stuff like that, and I said, "Hey, can you come out and just give me a quote to extend it?" Mm-hmm. Because the week before, I had driven my tractor, and the ROPs were up, and if you've ever driven a tractor into a garage door where the ROPs are up That'd and, be bad news, and it hits probably. it, it didn't do a lot of damage to the garage, but it will keep going. So, like, it wanted to go all the way back. And if I didn't Wheelie. have the backhoe on it, Ooh. it went on the ground. It, it happens so fast. It happens so fast you don't. Yeah. And I tell customers, like, pay attention to that stuff because it will, like, basically endo on itself. If it, because it's high on the ROPs, it'll, those ROPs aren't going to move. Well, and you're, you're moving and, and probably looking at, like, hey, what'd this hit? Yeah, while the yeah, thing's it, moving while, the whole while time. While it's moving. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's um, scary. So I finally called him and was like, hey, I, I, I did what I told you not to do. <laughs> and, uh, I want it to be, I want it to be a nine foot door. And he came out and, Quoted it out and had a nine foot door put in. Looks great. Did a awesome. really good job. Um, I wanted a roll up door and 
or, or at first I thought about doing like a barn door, you know, one that just slides oh, off yeah, the side. Yeah. And uh, he basically shot that down and said, yeah, it works great for a week. And then it just, it's just a pain. Well, yeah. more so, chance of critters getting in too, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Yeah. You can really close those up. But you said the runners, if there's any slight, slight move and adjustment, yeah. you, you'll mm-hmm. just be fighting it. And then I thought, well, a roll-up door or something. And he just looked at me and he said, I, I just think he'd probably just do a standard commercial grade just door. And I did it. And now I'm looking back like, oh, thank God I did. Because it opens up fantastic. Yeah. I didn't put a, a motor on it or anything. It just, it's easy, up and down, done. Land Cruiser goes right in. Tractor goes right in. Perfect. I finally, finally have And that's a West Face, too. So in this part of the country, West Face like that, I mean, you don't know what winter's going to pile up on that thing. Yep. So. Yep. Good point. Yep. It's exciting. No, you got uh, you got some things set up, and there's nothing better than getting prepped for either winter or for the next season. And then it's like, that's one less thing to deal with. Yeah. And I remember you sent some pictures when that got done. It was a couple like a month or two ago. Yeah, like a month ago. I was yeah. I was gone when they when he, when he did it. It turned out great. Yeah, it turned out great. So if you were to heat that, it's a big garage. And I think about even my garage, even with I could get my kerosene heater to warm up my two car garage, and it would be okay. And you probably have the same thing with your three car at your place. Yeah, but you, I don't even think you run kerosene heater. You have to run a kerosene heater like all day. Oh yeah, it. You know, it's not finished on the inside, but it yeah. has res like so <clears throat> I'm I'm I kind of look at it now and you realize they had planned to finish it. Yeah. But they never did anything. It has residential windows. A lot of them are cracked now cuz well, birds and stuff when they get inside, they want to go. Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> I can have that stuff replaced, but there's also a vent to the septic. Hmm. There's a pipe that goes into the septic. So you realize there's no water line, but you realize I think they plan to put a toilet, a bathroom, because it they said, no, it goes right into the septic tank. Nice. And, of course, it's got a cap on it and stuff now, but he goes, yeah, it's a it's rough shot down. into it. So <clears throat> I think if I was to do any kind of heat out there without finishing it, it would just be a, a wood, like a wood stove. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're only going to heat it when you're out there. Yeah. Um, and you get a lot of radiant off of that, too, yes. which you're going to need the radiant yep. with the concrete. Because yep. forced air, kerosene, all those go right up to the roof. Yeah. And you got to wait for it to build back down, yep. right? The, yeah. They basically said, like, a um, a propane would work if you had it on, like, multiple ends and stuff. But yeah. it would just be, I mean, I, you could go through 100 pounds yeah. of propane. You'd and, burn a lot. Yeah. yeah. Not worth it. So if if I was to do that. But you do have two to. kids and a couple dogs. You could let them run around for yeah. like an hour ahead of time. <laughs> Just right. generate all the heat. Right. <laughs> no, it's a nice setup. It's basketball. I, th- I think future plan is to do something out there um, as far as finishing it off and not have it be a machine shed. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I would just like a pole barn with a dirt floor for for stuff. I I, I just sure keep it simple. You know, and then when I want to work on something, I'll bring it into something. But I don't want it right now. It's it's straight up just storage stuff. <laughs> that's fine. That's it's good space. And I, I tell you what, I I envy you guys. You both have really really nice covered storage to keep yeah. stuff in. It's nice. I lost the fort storage, so my camper, which had been tucked away the last couple of years, couple winters. Yeah. At least I have a barn to put it into. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had to displace like a couple cars, but 
But Aiden's not here with his car in the winter, so I mean, realistically, got rid of the Supra last year. Yeah. So and clearly, you need a boat. Both of you need boats. No, I, you know, no, that's not gonna somebody happen. asked me the day of, <laughs> if I hunted because I was I was posting some pictures of some deer bacon or something like that. I'm like, do I need one more hobby in my right. life? Do no. I need something <laughs> else exactly. to spend money, spend time, and have equipment for? Right. I mean, I could see it. I live right. I could look out my backyard and I, I see deer in my driveway. You know, every day. But uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Just you need you don't need a boat. You need a friend with a boat. So we just need to find mm. someone. My brother has a boat, Does and he? he he started using the first year he had it. He used it all the time. Oh, he's got a wooden one. Yeah. yeah Last year he used cool. it once, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It sucks. You got access to cool waterways and stuff all, down yeah. this way, but. I got to tell you, so this year yeah. was like the year I, 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 we'll get into Southern Cruiser Crawl, but this was the year I got back into it. And I had an honest fear that I wouldn't enjoy it. So I'm like, I've been away from it. I've experienced a lot of stuff. I may get, I may get back in the saddle and get to that off-road park and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, what was the big deal? But I honestly, unlike the boat thing with my brother, if if he really enjoyed the boat, and I'm not slamming Don, he could be listening. I don't think he is, but <laughs> I, I, honest to God, I'm like I love being here. I love being in this truck. I love driving across the country in it. There's just something about it, like rekindled your interest yes, in, absolutely. in the hobby. And actually, what it did is it made me want to shed a lot of stuff I've been doing. Yeah. You know, why do I put so much effort into other stuff when this is truly great? You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's an honest... Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's an honest, great time. And, you know, so anyway. All right. Yeah, so uh, the whole... I mean, it looks like you got... Do you want to talk about the rubber seals and see... You said, no, I mean, that was what, my... What's my, the story in the seats? So you, there's a special brand or something you were talking about this the other day. What What are you trying to get for this thing? <laughs> my dream would be the Shieldman seats. You know, they're 2500 I've never heard of Shieldman. Um, they're a German... It's it's the best seat you can you can buy. They make them like for everything, or just yeah. those Toyotas? Nope, okay, nope, nope. It's for everything, uh, handcrafted. But like there is forums that just swear by them, and uh, I I sat in an old um, forty series many years ago. Hell, that might have been before I ever met you with those seats in it, and there's different. I, I, Something about probably it. Probably looking them up right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking um, right now. They're kind of like but, Recaro, right? Like a, a very well crafted. You know, okay. more comfortable than yeah. the Recaro. Oh, look at that! So ooh, these ooh. guys here. Those are nice. They so, have bolsters for your knees. It's it's a yeah. it's getting a known sweaty thing thinking about it on these older older Land Cruisers, especially the '95 to '97, because they were power seats. They were the loaded Land Cruisers. You they couldn't were the get luxury. You might have been able to get they, a manual seat, maybe. I don't know that you could have in '95 to '97. Okay. Maybe in 91, that, 92. Yes, yeah, yeah okay. the early years. And to get those seats in good condition, yeah. the, they call it the, the poor man cruiser seats. Mm. No, they're 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 as much as a brand new Shieldman. Wow. They, they are very sought after manual cloth seats for an 80 series. Huh. Well, the other thing we ran into, the, the, a lot of the metal is just like broken in those seats. Like yes. we, I remember we took yours apart. I'm like this yep. is busted. This is I mean, it literally yep. needed a welder and, to go back in and repair and it all wasn't, this stuff. Mm. So. There were things on this Land Cruiser that I'm like, man, that guy didn't really tell me. So then I would search for it, and then it would be like a totally normal thing. Everybody's having Everyone's like, well, well, yeah, all of them are like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I love so that. the guy I bought it from is a, he's got a 70 series. He he's had them, and he, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, he probably just assumed, oh yeah, yeah they're all like mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, why, why did he? He wouldn't. He didn't mention, you know, that's 
he talked about the stuff that he did and he and he told me he's like all the fun stuff i did all the fun stuff it needs some of the boring stuff you know he was honest he was it's you're gonna run into this yeah and um it's always well, the things like did. that, like and door lock actuators or the blend door on the yeah, HVAC. Yeah, the, the window, the yeah. window, kind of stopped working. But I went on these forums and we bought the seat, and everyone's like, "Well, yeah, all the seats are broke." <laughs> of I'm course, like, this guy doesn't seem like he was a big guy. He's no, they're all broke. And I didn't know it was even broke until we like took it off and it like sprung. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, went like it went like in a in a weird like. <laughs> It almost, yeah, it's just like a. I don't even. It's like if you were to like take a piece of paper and like twist it, it's like the metal brackets. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so we'll go this yeah. way. Le- least resistance. Overbuilt vehicle, weak seats. Yeah. So you can go cheap on them, but then you know, it's very hard to find the genuine Land Cruiser stuff. So I found a guy on Facebook Marketplace that was selling a set out of his '96 that are in it now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he claimed that the power seat worked. <laughs> None of them worked. No. Just <laughs> junk. Okay. It was a rough, rough seat, so I put seat covers over it. Now, the the back works, and I can adjust a little bit, but I can't adjust forward and back. And I think these Shieldman seats give me in about an extra inch and a half of leg room. Yeah, you're a taller guy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um but there is something like Eric was saying, taking in a vehicle, sitting in a vehicle, and driving across the country. And there's some, really something about a '90s Toyota that I for, had forgotten through my years. I've owned, I owned a, a, a ninety two ninety three Forerunners. I had an '89 Toyota pickup. I had, I had these '90s Toyotas that I never got to just drive really long distance. Except for I bought one of those in Nashville one year and drove it back. Drove but home. Yeah. There's something about them. That it that doesn't make you tired, you just you just go. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a great feeling too. When that's that's to me that's the mark of a of a, of a fantastically engineered vehicle, is that if you take a four or five hour trip and you get out and you're not doing the, ah, yeah. you know, like yeah, the old it, dad it, noises. It is a solid axle. You know, it, yeah. it is not. And I have, I can't. I drove a two hundred series. I would drive that eighty series. And much more before. comfortable. It it just it's just comfortable. The the buttons are easy to get to. The dash is only like six inches. You can see everything. Yeah. Um and when you roll a window down, you don't get that wah, 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 oh, yeah. from the air pressure. Because yeah. there's holes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no aerodynamics exactly. considered in the None. design, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool though. That it, I, I I do appreciate that about a and, and it's one of the things I like about older cars. It's just even though there's less infotainment and stuff, it feels like the newer cars. I spend half the time playing with my stupid phone, Bluetooth, trying to you know advance tracks, do all this stupid stuff. Where it's like, what did I used to do? Watch the road, mm-hmm. watch the landscape, maybe you know, crank up some country music. Or I just something. always use that mount. I always have a uh, a mirror mount, so I just have my phone for my for my GPS. Yeah, and uh, and then we the breadcrumbs. I love the Toyota GPS with the old and the older trucks without dynamic navigation. Where I got to pay a subscription, like we were talking about in the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, I can have regular old GPS, probably on a DVD disc somewhere in the car. I don't even know where it's at. I think it's in the radio and tree hugger, uh, and it has little red dots that track where I go. So we're on the trail. We're That's going across the country. I can just kind of I can zoom out or zoom in and see exactly where we've been. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Well, cool. So Southern Cruiser Crawl, I know we did a show, we've done we've done a couple shows where we talk about this, but it's been a long time. And, you know, like you said, Eric, you had some stuff pop up, um, but you and Jacob, you guys have done Southern Cruiser Crawl in one iteration or another. Yeah. What, how many times between <clears throat> the two of you? God, I don't, I mean, the <sighs> two of us? We're doing math here. Not corporate math. Well, Jake math. and I have probably been there now equal amount of times because didn't I go there two years without you? I think you? I've been there more now. Have Six you? or eight, uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. We're measuring. And Southern Cruiser Crawl is put on by the Toyota Land so, Cruiser Association? Well, it's a TLCA official, TLCA official event put on by the Cotton Land Cruisers, which is a TLCA faction out of Alabama. Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mississippi. So Toyota Land Cruiser Association, uh, just like any any like car club, there's probably Jeep Club, same thing. Um it's a sanctioned body. They have insurance for the events. They have organizational chapters that have to have presidents, and they, they're generating money for charities, whether it's trail maintenance at, like, Rubicon uh, or these events for charities for, like, Live Like Lash, which is a, uh, a scholarship thing they're doing right now, and the TLCA is uh, really pushing on that really hard. Um, it's all for charity. It's all for fun. But then it's also insured. It's mm-hmm. also ran properly, so we don't have to worry about a bunch of nonsense or somebody rolling over and dying. Right. You know, this isn't, this isn't what these events are about. They're about yeah. fun and, and about stewardship and education. There's a lot of different things going on. But, so I, I think when I first, first started doing some of these events, I went to, I went to uh, FJ Summit. FJ Summit wasn't a sanctioned TLCA event. I didn't realize it when I first went there. Um, and so... You can tell the difference. You can just you can you can feel that a lot of these guys. There's a lot of guys been going to these events for 25, 30 years. Been going all across the country, mm. participating, and they all know each other. There's a fraternity of TLC. Oh yeah, it's insane. Whereas an event like FJ Summit, not not to slight them, they probably could have been a TLCA event, but it's a lot of newcomers. A lot of people want to you know go out to Colorado and see all the glamorous stuff, and and so it was just it's just a different vibe. These guys. I said it before when I went to the first event. It's it's like going to Manito or Petersburg, you know, where the Jeep clubs down there and those guys are authentic yeah. Jeep guys. Yeah. When you go to Arkansas and you go to Hot Springs Off-Road Park and you see a bunch of guys who've been driving Toyota Toyota Land Cruisers and 40s and buggies for 25 or 30 years, they're real aficionados. Yeah, they know their stuff. This, this is kind of like talking about the hill climb. I mean, this is a whole different level of of participating in the car hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys, they're lifers. And it's, how long the event itself, it usually is what, early October? So it's the second weekend of October. Okay. Second weekend of October every year. How long has the event itself been going on? So this was the 18th year. So a fair, fair amount of time. Yeah. 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 Now, Cruz um, Moab and Rubathon, they've been going on for almost 30 yeah, years. Yeah, like yeah. Great Great Smoky Mountain Trail Ride was 30, 32 or 33 years. Yeah. Um, so theirs is kind of a middle-of-the-road type event. And they'll tell you, it didn't start getting more than, like, 20, 30 trucks up until about, was it 10 years Probably ago? Probably 10 years say? ago, yeah, because I went to, I think I went to FJ Summit 9. I can't remember what year that was, and that was when I met a bunch of those guys from Louisiana Land Cruisers. And they're like, you got to come to the Southern Cruiser Crawl, Southern Cruiser Crawl, Southern Cruiser Crawl. I'm like, okay. And when we got there to that event, I I think... I could be wrong, but I think there was close to 200 trucks registered for it. Wow. And that was one of the biggest events they'd had. And it seems like 
for the next seven or eight years. It kept growing and growing mm-hmm. a little bit, little bit. Yeah. And so how does it's open to what any any Toyota vehicle, or is it specific to? I mean, did it start as Land Cruisers and then expand, or like how did that work? Is you know, that's a great question. Some of the events <clears throat> like Cruise uh, or uh, Rubicon require certain level of trucks, certain wheels. Uh, and I and I think when I first went to Southern Cruiser Crawl, they did have some stipulations like you had to have recovery spots and you needed to have certain size tires just to go in the park. But short of like an SUV with all-wheel drive, just about any store-bought mm-hmm. Toyota off the shelf, no a Tacoma, a 4Runner, those vehicles would qualify to go there. Okay. So as long as it's – I think it's pretty much anything with a solid rear axle is probably going to yeah. qualify if it's Toyota. It could be stock. To built up. After I was gonna that. say, uh, do people do sh- do they show up with just 100 percent bone stock trucks? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. plenty. Okay, of them. okay. Plenty of them. There was a 200 series crowd that just showed up just to have tea up the top of the hills. You Are know? you serious? Yeah, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know cool. if they had tea. It looked like they were having tea. Yeah, Jake used to be one of those people. I wasn't there with him when he did. You go there with the 200? Yeah. Did you have tea? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm. Second guessing me saying that, I didn't. Okay, because I bought it three days before COVID lockdown, and, they and then they didn't have it in 2020. Yeah, and Gabe bought it at my Memorial Day thing in 21. And I, I, I took that Tacoma twice to Southern Cruiser. Crawl. Okay, that, uh-huh. that's what happened. So this year, you know, obviously some some stuff. Some life stuff happened. Well, let's uh, yeah. yeah. Su- summer got sick, so I, I don't yeah. want to say just life stuff. But yeah, yeah, summer got sick, so I, I held off. And it was so terrible because I, I remember when uh, COVID hit. I mean, one of the things I think if we've ever had a pinky swear or a spit promise <sighs> or a blood promise, it's always been we're going to Southern Cruiser Crawl, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. We said we will never not go to this event, and when COVID was over, like all right, hell yeah. Katie bar the door. I'm going to this thing. And then Summer got sick. I'm like, well, there's no way I can go. And it just, it broke my heart. And, um, but it was okay. I mean, obviously it's a good excuse. But then this year came around and I'm like, God, I don't, one of the things was, I was like, I don't even want to sit in the car for eight hours by myself. You hadn't gone for four years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So keep in mind, Eric hadn't been there since 2019. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's fast how that. Part of me was like, I'll just hold on. I won't even go this year. I was like, you know what? I, I shouldn't be away from home. I shouldn't leave Angela. You know, I don't really want to be in the car with my thoughts for eight hours. You know, there's all these different things, all these excuses. I, I yeah. really did. I built a mountain of excuses not to go. And I didn't even register for the event. I think until maybe you were in my office one day. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to register because you were there. <laughs> Had you not been there, I might even held off another couple of weeks to, you know, until I said registration was closed. You nudging him the whole time? No, nah, I don't think he wasn't. No, but but I was, hey, we're we're, we're going, like, yeah. you know. And he's it, like, I got a campsite. He did, yeah. he basically took one of those excuses and threw that out the window. So yeah. you just get there. And I'm, and and Mike Legnan from uh, from Louisiana Land Cruisers basically said the same thing too. You just get there, we'll take care of you. And I'm like, I feel like this this poor whipped guy, but uh, you know, <laughs> no. but I, I love it. it's it's great to have friends, people want to take care of you, and and so I was like, all right, I registered, I didn't worry about anything else. I just put two tanks of gas in this thing, and I'm getting down there, right? Yeah, and I even left on a Wednesday, which sometimes I feel guilty. I, if there's been anything that I've learned over the last year, it was like you learned left on Thursday. 
Did I leave on Thursday? Yeah, you oh, were. Oh, because the truck wasn't ready. You were waiting but I was going to wait. Yeah. I was fully ready. Yeah. It, but in yep. your, years past, I literally waited till the last second. like, I don't want to leave work. I don't want to leave work because I, you know what? They need me here. They need me here. If, any, if, if COVID and the rest of everything that's happened over the last year has, has helped me understand, they will still get by whether I'm there or mm-hmm. not. You know, the, yep. place, the place will not burn down, likely. You know, and even if it does burn <laughs> down, there's other qualified people there. Who can handle the situation? I don't have to be there, you know, to make right. sure they put a hose in the wall, you know, <laughs> put it out. So, um, so no, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I made it. So anyway, that was a whole side conversation. The the one thing that was interesting a couple of weeks before, and I know guys, you know, if you, if you're here just for hot Southern cruiser crawl takes, you're going to get some of that. But but we're going to talk a little bit about us. And one of the big things was I brought Tree Hugger 1.0. And if you don't know who Tree Hugger is or what the Tree Hugger saga, <laughs> well, there's a couple Tree Huggers out there. And they're all forerunners, and they've all been trucks from the dealership that I work at at Fort's Toyota. And uh, Tree Hugger 1.0 is a 2010 Trail Edition. It's a, it's beat up. I got it with like 100,000 miles, and probably uh, the first year I went to uh, everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. When I went to FJ Summit Nine, I was driving that thing bone stock on on general tires, not even a level lift on it. Yeah, and. Um, did you take it in on a trade? What was it? Yeah, it was a guy from Lexington, an, yeah. old, an old guy from Lexington trade. He bought it new from us, drove it 100,000 miles, and Mr. Fort said, if you want to take that truck out there, that'd be a good one. The, the tires were so noisy. I remember driving out there. I just took it out there on street tires, did Imogene Pass, did a bunch of, you know, didn't matter. That truck truck's pretty qualified to go anywhere it wants to, bone stock, and... uh I've I've driven that truck all over the country. Been to California a couple times. Been to Colorado countless times. Hot Springs, you name it. Up north, we took it to Michigan. Yeah, took it to yep. Sand Dunes. Uh, yeah, it it's been everywhere. It's kind of around. Yeah. yeah. So a couple years ago, we said, you know what? Want to retire it? We got this other truck, Tree Hugger 2.0. Is a uh, oh, Jake might know this better than me. Was it 2016 maybe or 2015? The white one. Yeah, it was it was nice. We put a whole icon setup. Wait, maybe it wasn't Icon. It was Icon, I think. It might have been Icon. I, I, I think you're right. I thought it was a 2017 because it wasn't in a TRD off-road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jake Jake is the encyclopedia of all things Toyota. Anyway. He knows, it was yeah, a, he, knows, he knows the thing. It was, a white, it was a, uh, a white truck. We put bronze wheels on it, lifted it up. It was, and really, when I got that truck, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Cars and Coffee. I'm going to go to Friday Night Lights. I'm going to have it dressed up a little bit and have a little stance to it, have some spacers on it. I want this to be a show truck. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even know how long I had it, but I let one of the technicians run into Pekin with it, and he went through. He drove fine, but somebody else who was high on God knows what drove the wrong way in a one way, T-boned it, totaled the truck, hit that thing hard, and that's a full oh, it frame. Was, it was hit. Yeah, yeah full yeah. frame vehicle in a residential street, and this thing got. The guy told. had to be doing fifty miles an hour, and he, t- and he, he mm. T-boned. My technician was fine, threw it into a telephone pole, just you know, it just horrible. So. Um, it's a nice looking truck too. Yeah. And then serendipitous, uh, Mr. Fort's daughter, who it was driving a truck that maybe Jake wanted to buy back when it was new <laughs> in 2017. <laughs> Seriously, this is, there's no lies to this. I, I'd taken pictures of this truck in 2017 when it came off the delivery truck. It's a TRD Pro. It's in the cement or cement. Yeah, cement color. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I walked around and was like, who's getting this truck? And I was promptly told by the owner to take that video offline because that was going to his daughter, Libby. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and Jake I goes, what happened to that truck? <laughs> and I said, I'm here to buy that Cement Pro. Yeah. 
And they said, what cement pro? We don't know what you're talking about. They didn't quite know me as well as they do now. Mm -hmm. They acted they acted dumb. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the one that was just posted, oh, no, that, we don't have one. These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, basically. But, yes. you know, doing a, doing um, a Vulcan mind trick Pat, on them. Uh, this is back in 2017. But Pat did come out and say, well, we have, we, we'll have give you that white one for only $1,000 more than the TRD off-road premium. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll have it. So, so that's how that happened. Yeah, but don't you like get this. me started on you yeah. like the cement. Well, anyway, in the meantime, <sighs> Libby dr Libby drove it as a vet, and she put a she put a roof nest roof tent on it. Drove all over the country with it. Actually, went with her one time out to California, and uh, and Mike and all the rest of them. We, nice. we, we you know she'd taken that truck, taken it all over the place, and. Eventually, she whacked it. She ran into somebody. I think it was at the Wendy's right there in East Peoria. Somebody pulled out in front of her. So she, she knocked the front end, and the dealership's like, oh, you know what? It's going to have a, a Carfax for an accident. And Mike goes, do you want to take that truck as a new tree hugger? Because what had happened, once tree hugger 2 broke, got wrecked, I was driving tree hugger 1. I love tree hugger 1. I'm never complaining about tree hugger 1. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, oh, yeah, a pro in, in cement. It's all and, the goodies. And by the way, you know, it's got her uh, roof rack on there. I added some lights to it, which are corroding now. I looked at the fittings. Oh, just, geez. just stuff is garbage these days, I swear to God. You got to get new stuff and powder coat it right away. It was powder coat. I mean, obviously it was powder coated before. Anyway, mm. so uh, fix it up, put a Southern style bumper on the front, uh, put some new skids underneath and uh, <laughs> catalytic converter protectors and... I don't, you know what? It's been a pro. I just kept the pro lift on it, which isn't much. An inch and a half, two inches. Yeah. Yeah. Inch it's enough. Uh, the tires are ooh, probably maybe 265 still. But I never really offer it. I took it to California, did some stuff with it. We overlanded with it, but I've never taken it to a park. So I was with Mike, the owner of the dealership, and I, and I said, listen, I'm going to Southern Cruiser Crawl this year, but I feel I, this truck. It's too I, nice. It's too nice. It's got 109,000 miles on it. Sure, that's a lot of miles to most people. But the paint is still in great shape. The body is still in good shape. And I know what happens at that park. <laughs> you know, we say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what happens in Arkansas is shown off for the rest of the world when yeah. you get home. Everybody you can see. <laughs> a little bit of off-road in there? Yeah, yeah. What'd you do with the truck this week? So Scrape. I told Mike, I said, listen, um, I love this truck. And uh, but it's in such good condition, and let's face it, a 2017 Pro it still has value. I'm I'm happy to degrade this truck and defile this truck, but it would be smarter for you guys to retail this truck and get all the money it's worth, and let me just I'll just take Tree Hugger One down to Arkansas. Yeah, and so Mike's like, oh, don't worry about it. you know it's just a vehicle, and, and and to him it is just a vehicle. I think in some ways he's like, you know what. I'm going to take a bunch of pictures, going to take a bunch of videos you've seen on TikToks and Instagram, blah, blah, which nobody takes videos of mine, by the way. It's always me taking pictures of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's not reciprocal. Find, a, true. find a picture of the tree hugger well, on the trail. He goes, Good luck. He goes first. And yeah. So anyway. fast. Pioneer. But uh, so I let, so I tree hugger one needed tires. Instantly, I knew it needed tires. I mean, those tires were roach. That truck's been sitting around the lot for the last two years. Yeah. Not maybe three years, four years. And... Uh, so I hastily threw some tires on it. I got some Toyo. Did I get Toyo? I think so. I think they're, they're pretty good tires. Yeah, they are nice tires. They're heavy as hell. But uh, are they? Yeah. Got those suckers just in time to get out the door. 
And uh, so that's how Tree Hugger One ended up down there. Sorry, this, that was a long way around, but I had to. Just no, it's good. That it story. came out. It came out yeah. of retirement. Yeah, it did. It did. And then, of course, we went with Scott and Candy, and we met Billy down there. But uh, you were going to drive the Land Cruiser down, which yep. now has a name, Salina. 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 Is it Salina? If you went to Kansas and you <laughs> went to a town with an S. A L I N A. What do you, what do you call it? I I the the uneducated me would say Salina, but I thought is it Salina? Is, I thought I thought it was Salina, Kansas. I don't know. We make stuff. We're from Illinois. We don't pronounce town names, city <laughs> names correctly Google either. Yeah, see what Google says. Salina, though, sure. it's a beautiful name. Great, great Audrey Hepburn movie. By yeah. the way. Well, and it's also the name of Catwoman, right? <laughs> Selena <laughs> Kyle. Selena Kyle. <laughs> Great. We know our <laughs> Batman villain history. Well, it was Michelle Pfeiffer. Of course I knew that. Yeah, that was... Selena Kyle. Yeah. Isn't that like a Prince sample? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. In the meantime, Jake's uh, Googling over here, so... That's right. Anyways. So, her name is Selina. Selina. Okay. Right. So, that <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. And, and where did that name come about? So... <clears throat> Eric mentioned earlier I took the Land Cruiser and had all these guts taking it, you know, and didn't really know the vehicle. So when you go on a wheeling trip, you're assuming that if you're going to run into issues, you're going to run into issues while you're out wheeling it. Yeah. And I knew kind of where we were going, and we had a plan, and it was close enough to things. And I figured if something happens, you know. I'll have a day or two. We'll be in Colorado. But I'll, you're not roughhousing. You're not doing like... Yeah. yeah you're not it's, doing... Not, it's not a park. It's not a not an off-road park. You're overlanding. Okay. But <clears throat> just the law, you know, the, the Murphy's Law tells you if something goes wrong, it will, right? But it's going to go wrong middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, you think middle of nowhere like, oh, you're going to be, you know, Don's going to be there and... Uh, worst case scenario is I'll done. be renting yeah. a car or doing something to get back. Not a not a huge deal if something happens. Sure. I, I learned my my lesson in this whole shipping thing. I thought, you know, it's not as risky as one thinks to get a machine back to Illinois. However, if you're at the end of your trip, <laughs> everything's been going just fine. Like not skipping a beat, starts up every day, just and you run it all day long. You're good. Yeah, yeah. But when you're going home, and you, now you're on a deadline, and the second day of your trip, you stop early on the first night because, oh, we left early. I'm just going to get a hotel. We'll just cut our drive time. I'll get out of the mountains, get a hotel, stay, get up the next day, drive, stay again, be done. Mm-hmm. I get up in the morning and I uh, start the truck and it kind of does something funny and you're like, funny ha ha, funny ha ha is like, hmm, that didn't, that didn't, just didn't sound right. It's different. And then you think to yourself, gosh, I should not have gotten gas at that sleazy mountain. (laughs) Like we're talking like, Eric knows what I'm talking about. One of the just... Ones yeah, that you yeah. know not to fill up, just put enough in the gas. They so, don't, they're not even digital. It just so, like so, takes over so mechanically. You yeah. convince yourself <laughs> Classy that joint. you've come down out of elevation. It hasn't reset. It's an old computer. Sure. It's just not running right. But you get down the road, and you're thinking to yourself, no, it's doing good. Not a problem. It's working. But you get down the road several hundred miles, and... You realize that uh, just the fuel, just it's just. I mean, it got bad gas mileage before. But <laughs> it was really bad. Mm. 
And then when you get off the interstate and you slow down and it has no power and you can't get up an exit ramp because it's missing, you realize that you're in real trouble. That's you a just, problem. It was just hiding itself in high RPM in line six. Yeah. So <clears throat> I found myself in Kansas. I had gotten into the central time zone and I found an O'Reilly's. Pull in, do the scan tool. So this is just basically cylinder, random cylinder misfire. What could it possibly be? The wires look brand new. The, the distributor looked brand new. Yeah, yeah, because you had everything gone over before, before the trip. So I thought. Yeah. I mean, with it, there's no X-ray but, vision. That's the worst part. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, after it had been gone over, I'd put on almost 1,000 miles before the trip to, to put it through its paces. And, I mean, sure. we're talking like I went a week in Colorado, didn't even didn't didn't notice anything. I mean, and and, and to, to the uneducated, when you leave Denver and head up into the mountains, there, you're you're putting a lot of load on the vehicle, yes. and you're stripping horsepower off of it. Mm-hmm. If you had a problem, you would have yeah, thought you it, it, exactly. Yeah. So I was having the issue coming down from elevation. So I'm thinking like this thing's not resetting itself. Yeah, because they use a now, lower octane, and I don't yeah. go out west yes. often, but it's a lower yes. octane So fuel. I filled with some premium. Mm-hmm. It didn't change anything. Well, when I got to that O'Reilly's, I had I had booked a hotel several hours ahead, thinking that there was nothing wrong. Yeah. Thank God I kind of stopped where I did, because there was stuff. And then by stuff, I mean, like, there was a Walmart, there was... Hotels that weren't civilization side, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom's so Motel and Bates. I go to O'Reilly's and they're doing the code thing, which they're O'Reilly, they're good as YouTube. Tech. Sure. I that, mentioned to him. He said, "Are you coming from elevation or going to elevation?" I said, "I'm coming from." And he thought he said the same thing. He goes, "Oh, just pull that battery for 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Get that thing." And he did something. He goes, "We'll clear it out." He goes, you just you're you're probably having that issue, because he looked at the pl- the the wires look all brand new. There's no things. Yeah. Anyway, I'm out there and I ask them to borrow tools. Say they don't loan tools, and I said, so can I? Do I just have to buy this stuff and then return it? <laughs> and then the assistant manager guy goes, no, I'll just take it and just bring it back in. You're out in the parking lot. So I pull one of the plugs, and it kind of looks like it's worn a little bit. And I thought, oh. I guess I could probably replace these. Yeah. I, I don't, I've never done it before in my life. Sure. Seriously? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> anyway. Dude's own countless old Toyotas. Shocking. Yeah. That's I've a shocking revelation. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I've done like coil. True confessions stuff, with right? Jake Irish. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I changed the hotel. We get a room, so I know that we're... We're fine. And we, when we say we, we're talking about your 15-year-old daughter yes. watching your phone Which, the whole by time. the way, she's oblivious because she's 15 <laughs> on her phone anyway. So she's hanging out in the hotel room. Such a I drag. My dad's cool something down in the, the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I now have uh, plugs because they didn't make any, they don't have any wires or anything. So I'm in the, I'm in the parking lot of uh, Comfort Inn in Colby, Kansas, replacing the spark plugs on top of, I'm sitting on top of my car. Yeah. Beautiful Colby, Kansas, by the way. And I am fired up, still missing. So Kenny at Fort's kind of talking to me throughout the day, talking to you guys. He says, get the best electrical tape you can buy 
it sounds like you're just not getting quite a quite of electrical current to whatever cylinder was misfiring. I said it was cylinder six and cylinder five. He said that makes the most that makes the most sense because it's further back in the block. And when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, he's right. So I wrap him up, and I'll be damned if it didn't just start up. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> and he goes, it's temporary. I said, but well, it'll probably get me. I, I drove today 300 miles. Yeah. So I shut it down. I slept. I slept good because I'm. I thought I was. I thought, wow, that. I mean, that was like instantaneous different. Sure. Hindsight still doesn't explain why it was any different. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if there was a weakened so, signal, if it was you a weak. saw that distributor. Well, but so the story is. Long story short, the next day, I'm on the road for probably. 50 miles and it it's moving it's i can get up hills at no not, trouble nothing it starts giving me trouble pretty pretty bad and it was worse than the day before mm. so i'm on the interstate going the minimum 45 and i mean like i'm 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 trying here. yeah yeah so i go <clears throat> if i can get as close to kansas city as i possibly can there's surely something because by now I had done this on a Sunday when everything was closed and you couldn't get anything overnight. I said, surely That's the worst somebody part can get yeah. something the next day. Because I'm at a point now where I can't just ditch it and, and get home. Like, I, I, I'm committed. It isn't like several days into the trip when I thought something would go wrong and I'd just trailer it back home. Sure. And it's always so, on a Sunday when this happens. Yes. And you're hosed. Yes. You're totally hosed. So I'm watching the GPS and I see Salina, now that I know it's pronounced that. Salina, Thank you. Thank Kansas. You. And I'm like, okay. Good call. If I can get there, I'll get to, there's a truck stop, and it's right next to several automotive places. And this is a true story. I don't know if I even said this in the chat. So I am pulling off the exit ramp, and I am in four low because it will not go. It will not power up. And I am almost out of fuel. I was going to say, the whole time you're burning through. I mean, I'm almost out of fuel, and I'm in four low, and it's low. Creeping. And I'm up this ramp, and I'm getting to this truck stop to get some gas and just be done. I look over, and we had talked about doing U-Haul, but, like, nobody, like, I I was on that app. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Of course, I was in Colby, Kansas, where there's nothing. Yeah. I, f- I fill up five dollars in fuel because I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep this thing as light as possible. Mm-hmm. And I pull up the U-Haul app, and it says that there's a truck and a trailer available at this U-Haul that's right next door. <laughs> and then I see this big Land Pride billboard because Land Pride implements are made there. Uh huh. This is a true story. I message my Land Pride rep. So are you and Selena. Just mm-hmm. curious. He goes, I'll be, be there tomorrow for a conference thing. I said, oh, well, I might be stuck here. Don't know yet. And he goes, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. By the way, he owns a brand new Tundra. So I, I had <laughs> oh, this in my thought My yeah. thought of, like, if I can get, get my kid home. You exactly. know, like, if you just get me home. <laughs> it, like, turns into, an, uh, like, like, trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, much, just trying to get home for I Christmas dinner. Corolla. So yeah. I, I walk into this U-Haul, <laughs> and this lady's working, and I said, I reserved this truck and trailer and she says you can't reserve that combination because i just rented the 
regular pickup truck. Oh, like a half ton? Yeah. Okay. What you did you tell her what you were telling with it? Yeah. Okay. So you're see I but, always lie, but that's but <laughs> I'm towing a Ford Escort. That's so, what I'm telling. Well, I, I anyway. You can't hide that. No. You she goes, No, you you can't use that truck, but you can get a big truck, it's almost the same price you know it's the same price mileage it's ten dollars more for the day or whatever no. big truck like a like the like, 15 foot box truck big box truck i got the 15 foot box truck <laughs> wow like, okay and she's like well <clears throat> you know we'll have to use the straps i go i can't use your strap <laughs> she goes oh is it like one of those lifted jeeps and i said eh. it's, it's a little she better goes, no no yeah. the, the straps work on that i go they're not going to work on my tires mm-hmm and for the folks at home, what what kind of rolling so stock do you got on yours? Thirty-seven, yeah. BFG all terrains. So anyway, it, they would not fit. There's a farm store next to that, and I'm like, this is just too good. <laughs> good, okay, um, all right. Because at this point, I knew that it was getting on a trailer, and I'm just going to go buy some straps, yep. and this thing's going to get strapped. So Lily and I emptied the truck out. And put all of the stuff into the box truck. Because I'm like, just make this as light as possible. That's right? good. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So the truck's name is Salina because it got me to the middle of the country. It gets me to the middle every time. <laughs> I love it. But and wait. The, there's <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. So I take the road hat. I pay for the insurance. I'm like, I'm just, just nothing. If this thing rolls, tips, like it's going to pay for my truck and their stuff, and I'm out. There's one thing Jake knows. He's got a lucky streak that's just a yeah. mean lucky streak. Yeah. So We are cruising along at 55 miles an hour, now on the highway, off the interstate, and I am four hours from home. And I look in my rearview mirror as I'm literally just passing somebody, looking to make sure. Mm-hmm. Trailer tire blows right out. <sighs> <laughs> I forgot about this. I, I so, shouldn't have. I maybe blocked it from my mind because I was. I felt so bad for you. Guys. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in a U-Haul truck. I get it off to, off of an off ramp, and I see another U-Haul on the other side. But it's just one of those ones that like does like the little stuff. Yeah. So I call, do the roadside assistance. They say someone will be there in 20 to 30 minutes. I thought, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Four hours. Oh yeah. Later, <laughs> all day long. Some guy showed up in a white beater, in a Dodge Dakota. It wasn't even like a U-Haul service truck no. or nothing. Okay. okay. Well, this is like the Uber Dodge of uh, Dakota roadsides. What happens? Mm. He walked up and he starts talking, and I say, I don't, I don't, I don't care about anything you say. I'm signing it. You're fixing. Put the damn tire on. I'm out of here. Yeah. Did he come like, with a spare and, tire and rim? What did he? What yeah, did he, he repl- it was a whole new, whole okay. new tire. All right, so you didn't have to deal with like. A I gotta, t- or, yeah, I gotta no. take this off and exchange your trailer. No, okay. so the trailer it, had it, no spare on it. It had no spare on it, okay. and it's just a regular like auto transport deal. So, yeah, like they're yeah. they're usually pretty stout. Yeah. So whatever blew up one of those things. I don't know, dude. Trailer tires. Well, are so fickle. trailer tires. Yeah, they it, suck. They, they're they horrible. Do. They so do. anyway. Um, I got home at like one o'clock in the morning, yeah. trying to drive. The By the way, he's keeping night. us all posted, you know, through our chat groups oh. and stuff like that. I, I'm trying like trying to have like a regular weekend with Angela. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, Jake's doing this," you know. 
I'm getting like criticized by my wife for having compassion on my cell phone of your adventures, but I'm like, let's let's just say that um, it it was tough. It was it was it was pretty tough. Yeah, it's pretty tough. But you know what? You improvised. You overcame. You adapted. You know what though? I I learned I learned a lot on the truck Mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. Like what to look for, and. So I had no qualm at Southern Cruiser Crawl. Of course, my cousin was there. He's just he's a whiz at this stuff. He is. He's a great. But he he's he a good is. Mechanic, and, yeah. But I had no qualm like getting into the truck, pulling the distributor again, and yeah. you know we got the timing down. And um, I got home and replaced the distributor myself. Nice. Um, good for you. It it all worked out. It takes that some regard. of that. It took some of the intimidation out of it, right? Do you oh, think, yeah. Do you think, like, I, I know this in my, my personal life over the last 30 years of living out in the country and having to be a little bit self-reliant because every time something breaks on the tractor, I need to sharpen blades or a belt break, something like that. Every time you do that stuff, it just, like, adds to your quiver of, of skills, you know, that you're not sure. afraid to deal with stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think anymore. I, I mean, I'm, I, I wasn't, but now I'm really like, you know, if something goes wrong with that truck out there, there's not a lot on that that you can't figure yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it's still. And, and at the end of the day, guys, it drove seven hundred some miles on three cylinders. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff that was like seven hundred. Any other so like, car? <laughs> when when I got home and I like I had to like we were just kind of we got it fixed and everything. I'd go into peak and Amber would be like. What is he going to do? Strand you? I go, <laughs> not in Pekin. I go, it still drove 700 miles before it was like, give me a break. Yeah. yeah. It just finally <laughs> shut so, down. So, yeah, I, I had I had no problem driving it to Southern Cruiser Call. That's like 500 miles. I was yeah. like, nah, right? this is easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, something, too, about older vehicles. And it's funny because, you know, we're of the age where a 97, to me, is still, it's not that old. Well, Dude, that we, I was in high school in '90s. <laughs> like I graduated high school, and that's twenty five. I was plus selling years. those. It was like my wheelhouse in my sale days, but I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, <laughs> and you look back, you're like, okay, damn, a '97. That is yeah. an older vehicle. Yeah. My my little mule is a '97. Yeah. But you get to a point though where if you if you have something old and cool, and you only take it to like cars and coffee or the local meets, and you, you don't really exercise it. Yeah. Then when you do want to take it on like an actual cruise stuff goes wrong so it's it's good that if you don't drive them or you, my dad always said if you get like snake bit by like oh I'm, i don't trust this thing now and then well okay fix what you need to fix it would have been very easy for you to say you know what screw this one go something more modern I'm, I, yeah i was af- I, I, I i was afraid I, you were gonna do that too no and i think it made me realize that no i think this is at least for now like what I want to drive, and yeah. then Southern Cruiser Call proved it again. Oh, he just. Um, I, I just it. I've always been, I've always been pretty easy pedal pedal guy. Like I'm not hard on the pedal. My mm. pro, you know, supercharged. I I I figured out ways to just let it let my vehicles do its thing. Sure. This was insane. A little different, yeah. It was insane. Like. Where I would need to bump something, I did early on in the trip because I'd never really wheeled this thing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm way too top-heavy. Like, this thing's going to go over. My cousin's behind me, and he's like, what are you what are you talking about? You're, you haven't lifted a tire. And I'm like, there's no way. 
Like I'm, th- I'm like, you know, you're so high up. Sure. Because your tires aren't coming off the ground. <laughs> but I, f- I found, like I didn't use the the lockers or anything, but I I figured out I had never really wheeled like a solid axle, and so like the spotters like Scott would be like skinny pedal, skinny pedal, and I, and I would just. At first, I was doing it, and then I was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm going to maintain mm-hmm. this, and it'll just do it." Scott's like, "Skate pedal," and I'm like, "I literally yelled at the window one time. I was like, just wait.'" You got 37s though deflated, so traction is even really yeah. an issue at that point. I mean, I could never run tires that that fat and wide; they'd be mm-hmm. rubbing all over the place. But and you used to run on stock axles, stock stock diff, stock axles. Oh yeah, but they're those. No, those he, you, are rated. you, cha- you change the uh, so, transfer case. Uh, yeah, yeah, I changed the transfer case gears. So, <clears throat> man, we're doing a long podcast. Yeah, no, no, yeah, this, that's, I, okay. that's fine. This one's overdue. I had I had went to do the ring and pinion change. Like I, I was going to buy them, and the, yeah, this was like a I, whole I, long I, draw down affair. I wanted them opened up anyway to see what we were dealing with, and Drew said, "No, nah, these are they, fine. they were dude. They were the, fine. The, the fluid was great." So, when I went back into the forum world, they said, <laughs> "If you can get on thirty sevens, Marlin Crawler makes these gear sets that reduce the high range by ten percent and the low range by twenty five. It puts the high range if you're running thirty seven mm-hmm. back to almost stock." Okay, but the low range is is low, huh? And I thought, oh, well, that's like the perfect world. That's what I want. So yeah. I was reading other things that said it's Marlin Crawler gear. You're going to have no problem if you get it installed right. Mm-hmm. He goes, but nothing stronger than factory Toyota ring and pinion. Yep, no kidding. Nothing stronger. Huh. So if you can keep those factory. And change your transfer case. I'll tell you what, first gear is pretty low, mm-hmm. but other than that, Fine. I, I never ran into um, not being low enough. It was. We just had a guy break down in Moab with some nitro gears he put in the back of his Tacoma. Of course, he's run like 35s, so it's a pretty massive setup. That's why he did it. But he was in Moab with a truck that's probably four years old, and... Just blew out Ch- the rear. Chunks of metal floating. Yeah. yeah. And he might have been able to drive it home, but he was pulling a trailer. I don't blame him for stopping. He was actually the same dealership that you and I were at, oh, uh, yeah, Western yeah, Slope. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they took care of him, but he f- ended up taking the whole family, buying tickets, airplane tickets, and flying from Grand Junction back home, then flying oh, wow. back out to Grand Junction to get the truck later on. A trip to remember. <laughs> so, so after all that, you got things sorted. Yeah, and this was kind of the it's it's maiden voyage. Your eighty series is maiden voyage for Southern Cruiser Crawl. Yes. So how did overall with that, how everything was set up? How did the truck do? Uh, Eric can speak to. Yeah. Well, I just said it. I mean, what fun is it not to have to have skill? That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> a lot of what happened was drop the hammer. Uh, uh, not a novice driver driving. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, as much as other people want to discount that. That's fine. You, you know, it's. I see. I see why the eighty series is 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 like It'll, the last of what people want of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very comfortable, and I've always felt like 
my vehicles weren't that comfortable. They were lifted IFF. Sure. And this one's comfortable. But um, I guess for me, I didn't have to be Rammy with it. And, like, Eric wasn't there, but we, we did – I did level four the very first day without realizing it. Like, I was taking the harder bypasses. And then by, like, the second and third day, you start calming down a little bit. There's you a, start being like, <clears throat> I made it this far. It, it's like know? autocross. There's, like, an adrenaline rush when you first start hitting the, those first obstacles of the park. Because, I mean, we used to go to the Badlands a lot. So maybe we maybe we were tempered a little bit. So I, I definitely had that, that anxiousness when I was on the trail and hitting some of these mm-hmm. obstacles. I'm like, you know, what do I do? And there's people behind you, people watching you. There's, there's a lot there. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of pressure going sure. on. So, yeah, you got to think about that stuff. But I, I have it set pretty good. I, I bought um, – so I, I replaced the tires. The tires that were on it, were they were bad, and they were heavy. Well, 37s are always going to be heavy. Mm, beefy. Mm-hmm. But, again, the forums. Somebody has this said hate the mud? best thing that for 37s that you can buy on an 80 series are Bronco Raptor takeoff tires. Hmm. Because they're C-rated. Interesting. So they're not like, you buy a 33, a 285, 70, R17 for a forerunner. They weigh more than my 37s yeah. because they're E-rated. You can't get a yeah. you can't get a C-rated tire on that size. So they're softer, not as heavy. The Land Cruiser's as heavy as what a one t- or a half ton is in today's standard, mm. which is what the Bronco Raptor is. And what are those Goodyear's? BFG. BFG. So I mean, they it, were. Are they obtainable? Is it something? Yes. That you can. Yeah, I, I bought them from a tire shop um, down by uh, Litchfield. I think I kind of remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I paid twelve hundred dollars for five tires, huh. and they had less than a hundred miles on them. So just them. yeah, legit takeoffs. Yeah, they were. They you took them off. So the forum you're using is this? I hate mud. It's I hate mud. Okay, because so. it's still super active. Yeah. It's one of the few forums. Like like you can get on there, and there's a hundred new posts on the eighty series. That's so. crazy. Yeah, and I suppose there's probably. The, the forerunners, I, I just, stuff like that. There's probably posts all the time on there, too. I, I did just the search. I, I was the guy that searched. You yeah. know, I actually used the search. Yeah. But there, there's information that was posted from 2008. It's still that, viable. That, that's still. Yeah. That's what's nice, too, about having a platform that's got some age, that has people that have done everything to it. There's probably, for every issue you have or yeah. question mod you want to mm-hmm. make, there's probably like 50 people who have done just that. And, and so, like, the new Land Cruiser coming out to, to that point. Yeah. How much fun will that be to have a breakdown or a problem on the trail with that and then try and Google what's going on? Mm-hmm. Good, good luck. You're the first. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first welcome, guy to Welcome, Christopher Columbus. Let's see how you deal with that. Yeah. Oh, you found Asia. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be flying back home. And... <laughs> no, needless to say, it will, it will make another trip. Excellent. Um, Made it home and there I, and back. I have no itch uh, to do anything. Maybe that's the interest rates, but... And that was the only reason I was having fun with all my vehicles before was getting point seven nine percent interest rate and then trade like yeah it yeah. didn't cost nothing yeah. now Jake. I'm like <laughs> not a chance let's think about this <laughs> let's be rational nope let's, nope well so that that's kind of how your you know your experience was Eric 
getting back in the saddle for you, what was that like with uh, with Treehugger? One, a, a familiar friend. Treehugger oh yeah, I tell you what. Out. So the one thing I will say this: the foam was breaking down Treehugger One's seat, and you could <laughs> feel it, man. It was like a it was like taking a willow snap across your back legs. I mean, that you spend enough time in that truck, it was punishing. So one of the benefits of having Treehugger Two Point Oh in the lot was I stole the seat, so uh, <laughs> it may have been a little waterlogged from the window being broken and a little rain getting on it, but uh, and it doesn't match the fabric. The black sport fabric's different on the driver's seat than the rest of the car, but Swap honestly, the rest of them. It, uh, we, already, we already disposed of those, but uh, yeah, good idea. Um, it, it, you know what? That truck drove great. Those Toyos are super heavy. I think the general grabbers have been running for a long time. No, 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 no. Yeah, they were generals. They were general. Yeah, yeah they yeah. weren't the red letter, just the regular uh, yep. general grabbers. And uh, those tires must have been lighter because you could definitely tell the difference of the Toyos. They do have a big lug on them, whereas those grabbers have more of a like an all-terrain type tread pattern on them. You feel it in the suspension? Like you feel it on the highway? Any, anything. Uh, it, turning, hitting yeah. bumps, you just feel the weight of those tires. Could be a little bit, you know, loosey-goosey on the suspension, too, since it's been a couple of years since I drove it. But uh, They're still a tight. I mean, it, I've been in that thing. It still rides great for yeah, however many. Yeah, you spent some hours in it. Yeah. Uh, it's a great truck. I tell you what, man. So I think the first thing we did was so we got to the park. We've been a, we've been to this park countless times. Hot Springs Off Road Park. They've changed around a little bit. They got some new owners. They changed the intros and the outros into the park. Uh, set up more ground for camping, and uh, but but the core trails haven't changed. And so, you know, I, I I told a story years ago on the trail team page. It's probably been lost in the cyber web somewhere, but it was about Squid's Jaunt, you know, and, and like one of my first runs ever was on Squid's Jaunt. I mean, I don't, we did a night run when I got there Thursday night, yeah. but uh, I, what, did, Friday morning, were we on Squid's Jaunt first thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so Squid's Jaunt is probably one of the bigger, more open hills on the on the whole park. It's open. It, it's so open. You can take pictures of guys from the very bottom all the way to the top, and it's a, it's a great elevation. It's a nice run. Um, but it, there's boulder fields everywhere. And uh, I mean, one year Marlon Crawler actually had to come out there and like bail out 300 because it mm-hmm. got stuck in a boulder field. And man, I tell you what, my juices were. I mean, my adrenaline's running. I'm like looking around. I'm like, damn, man, this thing is rutted out. I mean, the one thing about parks, they change constantly. Now the trails may stay the same. You may look at the map, but. Because people are chewing on things all the time, nothing is ever the same. Hmm. So what I remember, I remember one boulder. There's there's like mm-hmm. this boulder that hasn't moved in the last five years. I do think it moved like seven or eight years ago, but it's been in the, pretty much the same spot know. for the last five years. It's gigantic. It's as big, it's as big as these two tables, you know, put together. It's big. Wow. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta thread the needle through this thing, or you go around it into a boulder field. And I wasn't doing the boulder field because it's it's aggressive, but. Uh, I I mean I was just like look I'm like I'm here I'm in Tree Hugger One and if I get it if I hit something <laughs> I don't feel bad about it but uh, I I uh, boy I got through it no problem all right I loped up to another spot got up it I I got out of the truck and I'm on a like a thirty degree angle and there's just loose gravel and loose shale rocks everywhere. Just about fell on my ass when I got out of there, and I and I'm just like, and I put the truck in park. Didn't even put the e brake on. Like that truck could just roll back and kill countless people. I mean, I'm, fourteen I'm, I'm, people yeah, dead. Yeah, really. Um, so at that point, I got out and I kind of guided Scott and some other guys up, and I'm like, "We're doing it, man. We're in this." And uh, I tell you what, it was a, a 
cut back to the right after we did all that, and I went through the boulder field, and I, I was in Tree Hugger, and I'm like, I'm I'm rolling, man. This this truck, I don't. I, there's just something about it, man. Tree Hugger Three is a great truck. TRD Pro suspension is a great suspension, but the Tree Hugger One, the 2010, has the the KDSS, and it's got boulder and it's got crawl control and all that stuff. I rarely use a lot of that stuff unless I'm stuck somewhere. Jake usually yells at me on the walkie-talkie. He said, "You put a track on. You got your diff on." I'm like, uh, "No, no." Right up and, yeah. and it's, <laughs> but because it's insulting that is is a driver that I can't be smarter than the vehicle sometimes. It just you know I, I get that. There's a reason why the, it I, has it. Though. I get it. But okay. at the same time, if just, I, I you know do you ever remember uh, Coal Miner's daughter Sissy yeah. Spacek? Yeah. There's a scene in that where the is that her boyfriend brings home the jeep, you know, and, and he goes up that coal coal hill. Mm-hmm. And he just, it's all mechanical. There's no electronics whatsoever in that situation. And so part of me thinks that is the purest form the, of four-wheel yeah, drive. Yeah, man and machine. Yes, exactly. Crawling up a mountain. So me <laughs> tripping a button for the A-track to go click and then hear the bu- 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 You know, it's almost like uh, the bionic man, you know, the $6 million man. Right. As I'm driving this thing up some of these obstacles. It's Well, you feel the same way about, like, you know, launch control and traction control. Like stuff on the autocross circuits, right? Uh, that's why I like driving the FRS because I'm I'm revving it and I'm letting it loose, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But and there's it, also it, people that turn it on, enable it, and just like rock it. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. And, and and I should I should embrace all these things all the time. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, j- d- hey, even on this trip, I was stuck in a spot, and in Bill, when our friend with the Tacoma was stuck in a spot, and we looked at him like, "Do you have crawl control? Do you have a track?" Yeah, I got that. I'm like, "You got it on?" No. He had tried to, to stab at an obstacle like three or four times, getting two wheels up over it. The back wheels are spinning. Nothing's happening. I'm like, we're never getting over this. He turns on the features. Crawl control. Didn't even give it gas. Got right out. And the truck just said, all right, I'll take care of this. Seriously. Yeah. Yes. It's that sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like, especially on, on that, was it another Forerunner? No, that was a Tacoma. 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 Seems like they perfected things on that those two platforms you know i i don't know i I mean that's that's it's the same system they use in uh even the new land cruisers for 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 him um like he he's a ramy driver Mm. like he's talking about bill bust through everything long times he hasn't quite figured out when to give it skinny pedal and not yeah so i think what worked so well for him is that if he didn't have to, the truck's going to say, hey, Cut we this are out. this close. <laughs> yeah. This is the rest of the way. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It, it's, it's, it's an assist, right? Yep. But at the same time, um, you guys, both those vehicles you guys took have winches on the front, right? No, I didn't take a winch this year. You didn't? Ill-prepared. Mine has tri- one and doesn't work very well. Yeah. So. I was gonna say, did you, either one of you get in a spot where you needed help? No, but we had uh, his cousin Andrew had that uh, that third gen, third gen. Four, yeah, third gen forerunner, straight up street tires. Yeah, dude, take, is this the take cousin off. I met at your thing? Yeah, at yeah. Your yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he it's, was. It's his third year with that forerunner there on street tires. Yeah, the same one, same tires. Yeah, probably knowing <laughs> him. He no, they a, are They're the same. Yeah. He did okay. Yeah. <laughs> So did everything. Yeah, getting back to the the wallowed out trails and stuff. It was funny. We we went on the back roads, and anybody who's listening who knows anything about Southern Cruiser Crawl knows Hot Springs Off Road Park uh, knows. You know these trails don't change; they're the same spots on the map. But 
There was some serious ruts, and that, what, what was that? That wasn't Logan's run. What was that on the backside there? Um, well, Rubicon, but the backside we, had, we, we, we had no problem. Uh, it was the next day. Uh, what was the one? It was before Fun Run. Yeah. Anyway, he By got. By the way, the trails he, all have great names. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, Squid, was it squids what? Squids, squids John. John. Yeah, I never. Squids I don't John. know the etymology of that one. What where know. they where that one comes from? But uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. he got he got high centered, and and a lot of us got in this situation where almost high centered it was it was very dry trails were dusty and uh i i don't want to say they needed maintenance but at some point they needed a bulldozer that, that one did it did yeah so because got, i went up the level four and it was cleaner well i only made it because of the height but like it was i wouldn't have made it up i'd have done the same I, my front differential would have hit that that soft yeah. rut in the same part yeah yeah. So, uh, all right. So I know we're getting a little long here. No, so. no, no. It's fine. Anyway, no, no. So, again, you know, one of the reasons we go to this place because the park's amazing. We we love Hot Springs Off Road Park, and it it rained one morning, got a little wet. That's perfect. Cuts down the dust. Mm-hmm. But even we've been there before. It, it's just flat out rained for the day. Still a great park. So I, I highly recommend if you if you're one of those guys who likes to hit some of these events, this one is is definitely one to hit. I mean, people come from California. East Coast, West yeah. Coast, all over the country for this one, but uh, one. And I'm not leveling any criticisms or anything, but I I think you and I looked around this year, and I don't have an official count. I don't know, but it seemed like less trucks, right? Yes. Okay, and and so you and I are like, of course, we're the master, it, you know, engineer, hypothesizer. This whole thing, we're like, it's the economy. It's the quads. It's you know, and uh. and. and I think there was some truth that Jake and I were talking about it. And it was, his his thought process was the quad the quad community stolen several people on the trail team over the years. Yeah, just because you do it's... one one and two of each group, and suddenly you look around and you realize, oh, okay, it's smaller. But then you also realize that this year, like the year before, there was always. I think there were more tables. I think they're they fit more in oh, there. Maybe yeah. The, the concrete it was paved. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it didn't seem as busy. Mm. Um, the raffle night, you know, there were years that people, it was standing room only out and the trucks were all parked mm-hmm. and no one could get underneath the wow. pavilion. Wow. And I didn't, I don't think it was that But don't, don't take that as a, like, yeah. uh, it, that it was thin by any means. It was no, still, the, the no, place no, 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 was no. packed. Every place, I'm sure every campsite was packed at the park. Oh yeah. Um, there were a the lot KOA of people. was booked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so certainly with plenty of people there. But I, it is interesting because we were talking about this. If you were one of those people who had gone to those older events from 25 and 30 years ago, like I was talking about before, you could have been like one of 10 or 15 guys who were there with your trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then to watch this whole hobby explode and go nuts, at some point it's going to crescendo and kind of come back down a little bit, I would think, which is fine. You know, It's still the, the – the, I'm sure the experience is still just as fun yeah. for for new people or for the people who've been doing it forever. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys keep coming back, so it, it, there's there's something to it. But it also seems like th- there's an opportunity. How, how many newcomers come in every year? I mean, is it is it pretty obvious? Or, you know, if, you know, if people I, haven't done it before. You're like, oh, hey, welcome. I've never seen you here. And this would be the area where I think it, it was. I don't. I didn't see a lot of newcomers. I didn't uh-huh. find a lot of people on the trail who were lost or needed assistance or anything like that. Because you and, can kind of spot them, right? Yeah, you can. And and honestly, that might be kind of the area where the growth was kind of lost. You didn't see a lot. Of, I saw a lot of familiar faces. 
Yeah. Everybody seemed like they knew exactly where they're going out there on the trails. So, um, yeah. Like, no, actually, a good point, Daryl. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, neither had I. Yeah. It's just, it, it's one of those things. So you probably remember, too, the first year that you went, first time you're there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're kinda, oh, yeah. Not quite deer in the headlights, but a little bit of like, oh, what to- are, totally deer in the headlights. What do we do now? What's, that's, what's next? Help. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I met the guys that I run, run around with for the most part. And, and, and even a lot of those guys have changed now. I only saw two or three people from when I first started going there. You know, uh, Bart and Mike were there. But a lot of the original crew from Louisiana Land Cruisers didn't see those guys. Uh, the folks who run this event from Cotton Land Cruisers, uh, they're all familiar faces. Oh, yeah. And they've been doing this for at least a decade. This is what it comes down to. And, I, and you and I talk about Car Club. We talk mm-hmm. about all these different things when you got groups of guys who work together, guys and gals. Volunteer hours and just the passion for the event. Oh, my God. I mean, and you can't, you yeah. can't fake that. You can't pay that to these guys. These guys do it because it's truly a labor of love. And every year, you can it, it's just special. It's like everything culminated for them mm-hmm. for this event every year. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And uh, so one of the guys is, uh, what's his name, uh, who's retiring? Jeff. Jeff. So it was a big event for him. It was kind of like they were giving him a retirement party because he's retiring from the military. But I, I still think he's going to be involved with this. Right. Yeah. 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 He gets so, to do this more. But, but it was it was pretty emotional. So it was pretty cool to see all these guys, a bunch of adult men in their fifties, start getting weepy eyed up there, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was fun because now we know the cast of characters. We've been around mm-hmm. them for the last decade, and they they know us. I was gonna say yeah. you guys have been around long um, enough. I walked right up, and of course, you know, you just say Irish, mm-hmm. and they go, "Are you the?" Uh, uh, I think Chris goes. You're the OG Illinois group. Yeah. And I said, yes. Nice. <laughs> and he gave me a bunch of other shirts and stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, cool. Um, he's like, I, I just, I, we love seeing that you guys register every year. He's, we love, we love it. You know, and I think that's really sets them apart in some regard of like, they acknowledge like, you guys just started coming and you just have always came. I'm like, it's a really, you guys put on a really good event. They have amazing food every night for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Dude, the barbecue it's, night was It's so hook. good. Yeah. And, and, and they pull it off. There was a year that we went that it was 30 degree. Man, it was so cold. <laughs> Great event. Still had a blast. Still had a blast. Yeah, I and think I had a cabin that year, it, thank God. <laughs> I did not. Um, <laughs> he said they're 10 camping. But, uh, that makes a yeah, difference they, when when an event is well staffed, well run, and, and, and people have a good time, and it's not yeah. stressful. Yeah, and there's no a holes. Nobody's no nobody's busting into a fight or yelling or it's fighting. Even you know. better. Yeah, right. I've never. We've been going since was it 2015? I don't remember. I could go through my Google Photos. I could tell. I could tell you exactly. Maybe, the first but no, time no drama, right? No, no, no. no. Never had. Well, egos. I mean, one time Jeff's truck broke down. One a uh, couple of years ago, when I was there, I uh, bent my tie rod, and uh, so I had to go to O'Reilly, but and you know, then he had someone in the parking lot at the pavilion help him. Help with I, yeah, but Harper. I, Harper, Harper watched me. He ma- Harper made me do it to, to Harper's well, credit. Yeah, but there were a lot of people there. Yeah. Oh, I, I parked right in front of the pavilion, and uh, but I, I pretty much did the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to get the alignment set when I got back home. See, that's <laughs> but, also nice too. When someone's like, "Hey, uh, you know," well, even when we were at the hill climb, somebody's like, "Hey, anyone got a six volt yes. electric fuel pump?" Yes. For, so this guy can. Oh, yeah. No problem. Oh yeah. We, you I, know, I, people help each other out. Dude, we saw Bill. I, were you there the year Bill was stick welding? 
under yeah, I mean this guy <laughs> taking a couple batteries and just got <laughs> right next to the yeah, right next everyone's to, eating yeah, just welding. Like, welding like, the drive shaft back together stud. or something. Yeah. Well no, it was like a frame I think it was the uh, leaf spring shackle yeah. separated from the frame or something like that. And yeah, it's pretty serious. <laughs> you just like, yeah, go ahead and whistle this out. Save me some of that brisket. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that though. And that's I'll tell you what, there's nothing like that. You can take your truck and enjoy it or you know take something and, and take a long weekend trip by yourself and do that yeah. unless you're doing something at this level with a group of friends or even just like a, you know, a pair of you guys or a trio whatever yeah. it is this is how you get the most enjoyment out of your vehicle yeah that's it's using it for what's intended purpose and then sharing that with others and be like hey have you tried this oh i see you got this set up on yours that works better than what <clears> i got Everybody compares notes and comes Absolutely. out of there. Absolutely. I'm like, look at the bumper on that fifth gen over there. You know, that's mm-hmm, the kind of stuff mm-hmm. you like geek out on that stuff, right? Come back with 5000 bucks you want to spend. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I give you credit, Daryl, for sitting through this because I mean, it, it's yeah, totally cool. totally outside what you normally do. I, I imagine if we had a classic car guy here, which I've tried to fence those guys off from the show. So I don't <laughs> right. Them. Uh, yeah, you know, you'd be that. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, fun. It's people enjoying what... You know, getting involved in the hobbies that they have. Just like the hill climb, like I said earlier in the show. You know, we can all shine the cars. We can all park them in a parking lot and admire. And there's no slight. I'm not trying to rip on. It's cool, too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because we're experiencing. But there's just a different level when you're actually driving. And whether that's classic racing, you know, the hill climb, off-roading. You know, there's just so many different things you can do. It's awesome. Absolutely. All right. So we should move on. This show has gotten so long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so quick. Sorry. Quick, quick grinding of the gear. Yeah. Happened to me tonight, okay? Okay. So I don't know what time Daryl's going to be here. I don't know what time Jake's going to be here, but Jake sounds like he's like banging on the door here. So I'm like, I need to get, you know, get some food. Andrew goes, what's for dinner? I'm like, I'm not cooking anything. So why don't you go by Culver's and get me something? Like, I don't really go to Culver's. I like to go to Freddy's, but no, I'm not going to Freddy's. Anyway, <laughs> so I go to the drive. I, I pull up to the Culver's in Morton, which it's wide open, and there's no trees there. It's like all new construction. So I can see, look, there's only two cars in the drive through lane. Awesome. I'm going to be in and out of there in seconds. They've installed these little, like, these little huts. Do you have these huts at your Culver's? Yes. Okay. And not in... Okay, where they force the employees to sit outside in this little warming shack. I, I put in the order. I'm like, this is great. No worries. But as I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, I see, there's a lot of cars there with brake lights around me. What's going on? <laughs> Actually, there's like a new zone of cars over there with brake lights. I've never seen that in my life. The gal gives me a number six and says, okay, uh, pull over there to the right, the far right, and get behind that uh, Chevy over there. I'm like, well, that's, wait a second. There's like six cars over there. And I look over to the left where they normally wrap around the building. There's four cars there that I can see. And so I <laughs> I do my due diligence. I, I do as I'm told by the young lady. I'm being bossed around by a 17-year-old. And I park there. And I can tell right now, as I look over to the left, there's five or six cars wrapped around to the left. Mm. There's six cars here sitting on my side. They're moving people through that that line to take orders, mm-hmm. but then they're parking you on the other side. And this is not truth in advertising here. The truth in advertising would be like the Starbucks we are talking about on the pre-show. There should be 15 cars in a line wrapped around that building waiting for the guy at the, the Karen at the front to get her frappe. Yeah. Then I know. I can gauge <laughs> my time. Because what happened was I sat there for 20 minutes with number, with number six on my mirror while the two people in front of me had to get their food, the four people beside me had to get theirs. 
That's a scam, and I'm sick of it. You're just not going to take that anymore? No, I'm not going to take it's it anymore. Heck. done. It's my grinding of the gears. Truth in advertising. Get the... I want the wait line at the fast food joint to respect and show me how long it's really going to be. But here's the whole thing. Like, Steak and Shake started this years ago. Culver's went into it. I think Wendy's to some extent, too. Everything's made to order. Yeah. Because everyone wants, like, the freshest thing ever, right? Okay, but if they said... Okay, but at McDonald's, it used to be pull up to Section 2, Section 3. Which I hate that, too. Okay, that's bad. Culver's has Section 12. I mean, we're literally moving up... Yeah, that's a bit. You're going to need you to pull into the giant there stadium no parking lot. There is no fast food line in the world that moves like a Chick-fil-A. I'll, give, I'll give you that. But that's they make true. chicken sandwiches. I mean, really. The, yeah. They, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, then, like, it's like going to that Raising Cane's. That scam. It's the best stuff ever. Oh, man, so good. Their chicken sandwich. What's what's on their chicken sandwich? The Tendos. What's in their chicken tenders? The Tendos. They only make one thing. It's how fun. how hard is it? Yeah, and it's just sitting under a heat lamp. Yeah, because fried chicken goes back to hot. the pre-show of you know those fast food places yeah. that were multiple. Yeah, the KFC, Pizza Huts, Taco yeah. Bell's, all in one. Yeah, yeah, that's what needs okay, to happen. All right, you got to watch. You got to listen to the pre-show, folks. Cause... If you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if Jacob, if you ran on that platform, it's like for as long as I'm president under my watch. <laughs> Every fast food restaurant will be forced to have multiple brands Absolutely. under one roof. Absolutely. I think you might get the vote. Right. You might get the popular oh, yeah. vote. Telemarketing was handled. Anyway, all right. We're ready for this? We're ready for this? Are you ready for the next section of the show here, yeah. everybody? Yeah. All right. It's been a long time. Haven't talked about them. It's time for your moment of mirth. It's been a while. Have you heard of Grok? Guys, do you know of Grok? No. Is that a Swedish beverage? No, I think, I mean, it sounds like something if you play Dungeons and Dragons or something. Anyway. Is that like Tom Brady's best friend or something? No, it's Gronk. Yeah, I thought oh. the same thing, too. I thought Gronkowski was running around with Elon. But anyway, brace yourself. Joke's incoming. Elon Musk has announced the introduction of Gronk. Grok. I'm sorry. G-R-O-K. <laughs> An artificial intelligence chatbot for some users of X, which the billionaire suggests has a sarcastic sense of humor. Similar to his own. Uh-huh. How creepy is that? Uh-huh. Musk, who owned X, has owned X. Oh, has owned, formerly known as Twitter. Haha, uh-huh, if you didn't know that. Uh, for more than a year, announced late on Saturday that Grok will be trained by having real time access to information from the platform. This is great. A chatbot trained by X. Fueled by X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Musk's AI startup, XAI, which has developed the bot, said that the, in a blog post that it took inspiration from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy a comedy sci-fi novel by British author Douglas Adams, which I, I, I will venture to say that 90% of the people that know anything about that pretty much hate it. Yeah. It, it, only hardcore geeks like Hitchhiker's Guide. Guys like Elon, right? Well, they're all on social media. They're all on X. Anyway, Grok loves sarcasm, must post it on X. I have no idea who would have guided it in this way. <laughs> Grok was designed to answer the questions with a bit of wit and a rebellious streak. So please don't use it if you hate humor, XAI said in a blog post. The bot will be in the early stage of testing, Musk said, and will soon be made available for subscribers of X Premium Service, who in the United States pay a paltry $16 a month for features <laughs> such as a coveted blue check mark. Also, uh, just for those who are uh, paying attention, it's not to be confused with Grok, G-R-O-C-K. What is Grok? Yeah, Grok was a Swiss clown composer musician called the King of Clowns and the Greatest of Europeans Clowns. Grok was once the most highly paid entertainer in Europe, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. Drop, drop the C and you got a whole different AI there. 
Wow. Yeah, that was your moment of moment. I must have been living under a grok because I I, I, I don't know anything about Swiss clowns. <laughs> also, what are you googling? I typed in grok and it didn't. Nothing showed up. And I'm like synonyms but, for grok. But I just typed in grok. How would you spell grok if somebody said, "Hey, if you checked out grok on AI or on on X, you would type it in G R O C K, right?" Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm in a bunch of clown stuff, a bunch of Swiss clown stuff, particularly. And who knew that from 1880 to 1959, <laughs> the highest paid performer in Europe was a clown named Grok. That sounds like somebody's coincidence. Like Dante's Inferno. Like I think someone's that. version of hell is just like a bunch of Swiss clowns running around doing routines. I mean, they're Yarlsberg. neutral. I mean, you have to think a Swiss clown is like a neutral clown. It would be not too offensive. Hey, did you book a, a night in the Swiss clown I, emporium? I did in Zurich. In Zurich, I'm in Zurich. Yeah. One night. yeah, yeah so, so okay. Before I know we we're coming to the <laughs> maybe end. Maybe I should find the Grock Museum. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm sure Angela would love to. Mm-hmm. What are we doing over in Switzerland tonight? <laughs> Going to Grog. <laughs> it's the finest museum of clown. It's like not not offensive in, clown it's museum. Like the mounds in America. <laughs> but we're going to Grog. Shut up. <laughs> and that's the night Angela never booked yeah. a vacation yeah. again. Yeah, that's when she was found in Lake Zurich. Anyway, all right, cars of the week. That's okay. the next section of the show. Uh, you know what we do? We pine. I, I you can't. There's no sound there's effect no in this one, Daryl. No, yeah, this is right. gonna, the boogie nights music is going to be playing in my oh, head right now I'll as I say it. this. Uh, Cars of the week is where you know, a lot of times we just like pass messages back and forth. We're like teenage kids in high school, folding little notes and say, "Hey, look at this! Look at this!" That's half of our chats. Yeah, fortunately now we have you know Facebook chat and we can use those these tools. These tools invented by engineers possibly to send information around the world in a way that no human beings have ever had the power ever in their lives. What do we do? We find $2,000 poop boxes and we kind of pass them around and say, what would you do with this? Well, I'd buy that car. Yeah, that's all good. So, this we'll is all car- buy it. <laughs> what if we all buy it together and we work on it together? Yeah. Yeah, that won't happen. All right, that's Cars of the Week. It's where we... Uh, we get weak, we think about what we would buy, and likely we probably won't ever buy it. Sometimes guys at this table do buy cars, though. Not me. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go first. Look what I found here, guys. I didn't even know this existed. Can you see the picture? Of I can't. I see you. I, what a cute, cute little vehicle. It's a 1992 Toyota Town Ace. Of course, the High Ace is the van I've been pining over for the longest time. So now I didn't even know this. I mean, could we call it a microvan? It's 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 a little bit smaller. Sure, why not? But the Town Ace, this one comes with a two liter diesel engine, a five uh, speed manual transmission. It's got some steel wheels. Oh, by the way, it's got a spray tank on the back because you used to work in, a, in like a firefighter fleet. So side hustle. I think I'm going to do like some fertilization, maybe some yard spraying. Just spray Roundup from exactly. people's stuff that needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good so, call. Yeah, so I think hmm. I'm going to be called like uh, uh, the weed stall or stall stall spray. Maybe I, I don't know. I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do with it. This truck is for sale right now on Facebook Marketplace. No, no, it's on Bring a Trailer. Sorry, current bid is thirty four hundred dollars with two days. This is direct from Japan. It's right hand drive. I'm telling you what, man. So I got twenty seven thousand miles. I think Angela might go for this one. You really think like it's? I see practical use on on the ranch at the farm, right? I do. Um, 
you know, depending on what you want to use it for. I think this is actually a wise opportunity to find, kind of like a little mule. It's something that actually can do work. Exactly. It's a 4x4. Four four. I didn't mention that. Yeah, it's, it's a cute. cute little industrial truck. You it's can got, take this into the city. You can take this on your... Yeah, it's got the cab over the front wheels. It's, uh, you know, just... I just love it's the look. It's a dual-range transfer case. I mean, yeah. you got low range in that guy. Yeah. Not bad. It even has a hose with nozzle is, is one of the features. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and a column-mounted shifter. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's that might be fun. Shift. That might be kind of fun. Column shift on a five-speed? Yeah. How does it... Do I you have not, enough column to... It seems... Not really possible. No, no yeah. there's, there's a lot of math and angles yeah, involved. Something's off there. Anyway, back off it, guys. It's mine. Right, this is my car of the week. Fair. That's fair. What do you got, Daryl? Right. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so my pick this week is a little bit. I don't know why uh, Lamborghini has come up a lot lately. I'm not searching for exotic, high-end Italian sports. Cars. The NFTs are much cheaper than this. They are. But uh, I, the, the the movie The Wolf of Wall Street was on. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, and <laughs> when he made that successful drive home, yeah, yeah, mm, the, quail, the quaalude scene, right? <laughs> Everybody remembers that. And, and that movie is so bananas, and then you realize it's like mostly based on a true story of an actual human being. <laughs> You're like, I believe it now. Um, so after we watched that, my wife and I are like, Yeah, that what a terrible thing. Anyways, the whole scene with the Lamborghini Countach, like, just just I made me, I was howling, it was so funny. <laughs> a couple days ago, I see this this ad on Jalopnik, and it's like the uh, the car from the Wolf of Wall Street is for sale. Bonhams is auctioning it off, and it's the one that was all wrecked. Oh, okay. And I'm like, really? They and really wrecked one? They really did. So I, I go to the Bonhams listing, and it's first of all, it's just it's written great. It's, it's almost like a circus circus crawler. So oh. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts because we're about to take you on a roller coaster ride through the glitzy and uproarious world of Hollywood's most outrageous superstar on four wheels. Feast your eye on the, this is all from the listing, by oh, the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm at it. Feast your eyes on the Lamborghini Countach Hero Car, the unrivaled automotive icon that left its tire marks on the silver screen. No, it didn't. In Martin Scorsese's epic masterpiece, The Wolf of Wall Street, starring alongside none other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Bottom line is this legit 89 uh, anniversary edition Countach in polar white with white leather seats that got all smashed up for that scene is being auctioned off. The actual price is somewhere between one or two million. Holy smokes. Is what they're thinking this thing wow. will fetch because of the, I don't know, the DiCaprio thing. See, I can't think that that's worth any value this because I think anybody who would buy it would just want the VIN number and the engine and everything so they could rebuild it, right? That's what I would think. But at this point, it just becomes a prop, right? It yeah. just becomes some rich person yeah. is going to put it in like a museum <laughs> and be like, this is. It's kind of like if you were to take one of the many Dukes of Hazard General Lees that was flipped and yeah. be like, yeah. in your living room, you're like, this is my sculpture. Um, so, anyways, it's it's a very rare anniversary edition one. Um, it it's really sad to see it in this shape. But here's what I like. It comes. It says preserved in as filmed condition, which means mm. the props guys just dusted it off, put it in a trailer. A time capsule of the era's extravagant debauchery. <laughs> And it includes a Jordan Belfort, that's the real guy's name, yeah. Jordan Belfort costume, a director's chair and clapboard, oh, God. Uh, both signed by Scorsese, DiCaprio, and Margot Robbie, two crew hoodies, and two DVDs of the film. And it actually has like some signed, uh, some other signed 
crap. So it's got uh, it's got two thousand dollars worth. No, seriously, DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apple TV coupon. I would I would want like a projector and you know whatever. So, anyways, that's what this. That's what I would if I money was no object. That's what I would buy. Is it is that Italian fiberglass? I mean, I, I guess I always thought these cars were. Like I think carbon fiber and stuff, but I see a lot of like busted fiberglass. I th- I don't know what the honestly I don't know what the body's made of. I thought it was aluminum on. Those. I would have to think the the body panels, like the hood and mm-hmm. the doors, are probably aluminum. But boy, a lot of it just looks like I, I see like crackled, broken fiberglass parts. Do you remember the guy who took the Countach to Cars and Coffee about three years ago? Was it back when it was up in uh, Peoria Heights, Levy District? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Guy rolls up. And it was a red one, and I'd that, never seen one in the flesh. Look at that front bumper. I don't know if you guys are looking at that. That's all collapsed. Yeah. It's just no. I'm looking at like this. Just that. Yeah, it's just. Oh yeah, it is. It's yeah. like urethane or yeah. something. Yeah. Anyway, now he was trying to back it into the spot and couldn't. By the way, those cars are just a joke. Oh yeah, you, you can't see anything. Can't see anything. So he like opens the door and looks out, and everyone's laughing. And I'm like, that's the only way this dude can see. Yeah. And he had his son. He had a, probably like a teenage son get out and help him. Like guide this thing into a spot like it was a, like a, a navy warship or something. It's so big I'm, with flags. Like, yeah. yeah, Maverick, Maverick, straight ahead. It's it. I think they'd be a lot of fun, but let's be honest. If ninety percent of us had one of them, it would look like that after about. Oh yeah. You know, one parking lot. I gotta be honest with you. I think fun would be watching you climb in and out. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I I got in. I got into Summer's Rav Four. Yesterday and I banged my knee so hard on the I, steering wheel. I, no, on the on the the dash, dash. column. Yeah, and, oh, and wow. I, I'm telling you what, man, I felt my knee earlier. Damn, like what the hell happened to me? Do you need? Do you tear your ACL? Right, right. <laughs> what I, happened? I, I, I got into a Rav Four. <laughs> <laughs> the old MR2s were that way. There's just some cars, man. In the Supra, I have to like put my arm down on the on the bottom of the door. I squeezed into that. Yeah, once. <laughs> <laughs> Once I don't know. This has got to be worse. Probably Maybe. worse. Yeah. Probably worse. Jacob, you probably made a much more rational, yeah, oh, well, yeah, adult sure. choice. What? Uh, let's let's hear about it. Oh, we we heard enough about oh. this whole thing. I went easy. <laughs> Cheater. I just I found the only for sale Japanese spec diesel turbo diesel eighty series. Yeah, right hand drive. I, I would like to have one of those parts car. No. <laughs> You, what's what's special about the turbo diesel? Just the just the brute torque. Just having a turbo diesel, yeah. yeah. How would yeah. that do on a trail? I think those stinky. Are... What stinky? I like the smell of diesel. I've I fo- I've followed yeah. diesel guys on the trail. It's a nightmare. Now, if you're the guy in the diesel, it's newer than the diesels that Eric's been. Mm, it's yeah. not not that much newer. Stinky. Yeah, that smells like. Freedom and horsepower. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's a it's a low mileage uh, example. One hundred and forty eight thousand miles, four point two liter um, diesel. It's an automatic. A lot of those were manuals, so I thought, nope, that'll be my car of the week. Refrigerated center console was that an option from the factory? Yeah, in Japanese spec, it was. So they didn't carry that over until it. The, I don't know if the 100s had it. The 100s had it. The 100s yeah, and they the did. 200 had it. Yeah. And it, so what what hold on. What was the the list on there? It's an auction, right? Same, yeah, is it is it bring a trailer? A trailer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What it, typically have you seen some of these come up for sale or can you import one of these and what do they usually oh, go yeah, for? Oh, 25 to 30. I was going to say this guy's got to be at least 25, probably yeah. closer to 30. Yeah. I don't know what the market's doing right now on them. Wow. 
But uh, yeah, it's, I would say an eighty series. The fact that it's not a triple locked hurts it. Um, but that's a short window where they did those, right? No, the triple lockers, ninety three to ninety seven. Yeah, the, okay. it's a short amount that were triple locked. It wasn't highly desirable for most people buying those trucks in the day. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember selling them in the 90s. There, were just, there weren't people buying them, especially in central Illinois, who gave a car. I mean, it, it was like the ultimate soccer mom car. Yeah, like, well-to-do. If, if you, yeah, if yeah. you were a Caterpillar executive in the 90s in central Illinois, and, and to be fair, Cat really does idolize Toyota in a lot of ways. So the manufacturing process, a lot of those Cat engineers, all those Cat executives sure. tried to mimic Toyota, sure. yeah. and they'd even go and like learn stuff from them. So it made sense for a lot of the I, – I saw them at the dealership. They would come in and want to buy these Land Cruisers and stuff like that. And they didn't care about the lockers and stuff like that. Toyota forced a lot of – they forced lockers on like the, the collector's edition, that 25th anniversary or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know, and they came triple locked. And people were like, what's that doing? And I'm like – You'll never Don't use it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, uh, it. It's it's now. I mean, not to get off my thing here or extend this podcast, mm. but it's now that is basically the valuable eighty series. Or if it was factory triple locked, if it wasn't, you can mm. still get some for honestly a good price. Mm-hmm. But if you're like me, like I, I paid a premium. To just have the factory ones yeah. just there. Yeah. Yep. That makes there's sense. There's not very many of them. And there's a certain code. I can't think of what it is. Check the VIN that you know. That's stamped it in it. Yeah, because you can put, anyone can put that knob and put. Oh, God, I hope not. But, yeah, I do. guess it's possible. You, you can yeah. put that knob in there and do nothing or put that knob in there and use it for air lockers or non-Toyota, but it's the Toyota factory triple lock. Thing. Yeah, the e-locker is the yeah. best way to go. Air locker, it's okay. We've, I, we've done them over the years, but uh, I've also seen them spit metal out the bottom too. It's just because you got you basically got to repack everything and you have to get all these, these different settings just right. I take them down to the machine shop, but they don't do them every day. You know, this is the type of thing you hand off. Outlaw Diesel did uh, this one other customers, you know, recently that had the problem out in Moab. Did they do it wrong? I don't know. You know, how often do they do Toyota ring gears on a Tacoma? Probably once. That's right? why if you can find just a shop that specializes in a specific type of driveline. Or you just get the Toyota one from the factory as it was built. As Jake said earlier, it's one of the strongest, one of the best. It's yeah. um, the same thing with Kubota tractors. We'll have a guy come in and say, my motor's blown up. You know, what can you guys do? And you look at him and you're like, what do you mean? And you go look at it and you're like, we can't. We wouldn't even know what to do. You're a Kubota dealer. It's like, do you know how many Kubota diesel engines we've had to tear apart? I mean, you'll, you'll hear it in 25 years. Yeah, like a handful. Maybe one or two. Yeah. yeah. But somebody else has been in there messing around, modding stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's where you get into it trouble. It really happens on the early emissions tractors that when they, when they switched, uh, guys tried to mess with it. Yep. They, like a Ford truck. Or Dodge yeah, Cummins, it, yeah. every uh, Cummins diesel. Like, <laughs> you want to take off the particulate filter on a 39-horsepower tractor? And you just, you, what are you doing? What are you? Come on. I don't care about the environment. <laughs> I'm just, I'm getting horsepower. Right. You yeah. ain't getting nothing. Yep. Anyway, on that note, that was my car of the Car of the week. All right. Beautiful so, picks. Beautiful right, picks, I think gentlemen. this will look beautiful next to the other Land Cruiser. I'm sure Amber would agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got space. You can make it happen. She would drive that one. There you go. His and hers. I yeah. like it. Is it left-hand drive or right-hand drive? Uh, this one, I think, was right-hand drive. Oh, there you go. So you yeah. two can, like, pull up beside each other. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Be weird at the Freddy's drive-thru, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> back in, like... I can't wait for our big Freddy's run. I can feel it coming in, like, two weeks. Let's so do it. I'm calling you guys up. We're going okay. out. All right. Okay. Well, with that, you've reached the end of another excellent episode of Throw Wrenches Podcast. This this one's going to ring up in, like, two hours. But you know what? You learned all about how Jake named his truck. You learned all about Southern Cruiser Crawl didn't already know and uh you also learned that you should listen to the pre-show because we talk a lot about it this is true yeah i think that, that's thanks a, for having me yeah not a problem thanks for Jacob, coming back always yeah. a pleasure thank you for uh See you next year yeah yeah maybe sooner or 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 on the uh the all tractor episode if anyone out there wants an all tractor lawn and garden type episode in the spring you know put that on the itunes well yeah we got uh we got about 10 other things in front of that but once we work <laughs> through that list <laughs> Info at throwingrighteous.com. Hit us up. Let us know some show suggestions. Believe me, we're going to need content and lots of questions. So if you're out there and you have questions about Kubota tractors, maybe we'll just do a spade, paid sponsor, spade sponsorship for uh, out at uh, German Bliss. Hey now. If, if you need a tractor, hook up uh, with Jake at German Bliss in East Peoria, Illinois. He's uh, he's the, uh, the guy. I think we've all bought stuff from him out there. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a true story. Anyways, uh, for Throwing Wrenches, I'm Daryl Scott. I'm Eric Stahl. Jacob Iron. There you go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.